0: everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from male TV. I am Peter, and I'm joined, unfortunately, just by Connor.
1: Yeah, I'm here. Oh. Doing, doing my job.
0: It's like, it's like you pick up a comic book, right, and you're thinking, oh, Nightwing, great, but then the cover's a trick, and it's actually Red Hood. I knew where you were going with that. As soon as you started, I knew exactly what that was going to be. Matt's not here. We, we, told, I mean, we told you last week he wasn't going to be here, but Matt's not here. He's away at a con today, so he's busy this weekend. Uh, he's away having fun and getting things signed, meeting Jason Fabuk. Fabuk? Fabuk? Fabuk?
1: Fabuk or Fabuk? I'm not sure. Fabuk, probably.
0: Faboke. Oh, I'll have a weird pronunciation, just just because. Uh, we talk about comic books, DC comics in particular, and uh, coming up on this week's show, we're going to be talking about Batman number 25, Superman number 25, Green Arrow number 25, Green Lanterns number 25, I promise the next one's not 25, uh, Nightwing number 23, Batwoman number 4, Super Suns number 5, Trinity number 10, All-Star Batman number 11, uh, and that was the last one, I just forgot to say, and and end the list properly. Like, uh, uh, like like someone who can actually speak English, basically, is yeah. what I'm getting
1: yeah. at. Yeah, why, why would you do that?
0: I mean, I think, if anything, over the past fifty-six episodes, I've established that you're not coming here for a for a clinic in the English language.
1: No, you certainly are not.
0: You're coming here because it's real. You come here to see Connor get made fun of, and
1: <laughs> and and to see Peter butcher everyone's names.
0: Yeah, that's another. Th- not all the names. But uh, when, when someone's called John Smith, I cope quite well. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till you mess that one up at some point. <laughs> I'll, I'll have something on my glasses or something. I'll like John Smith. Oh, John Smith is <laughs> John Smith. Uh, so yeah. So as was coming up uh, today, we have some news as well uh, to get through as well. There was some news things. Solicits came out, but also there was some uh, meteor. One, one meteor thing as well on top of that. Uh, but I was the thing. Uh, how was your week, Connor? I understand your sleeping habits have been all over the place.
1: Yeah, insomnia's playing up. I, I had to nap this afternoon because mm-hmm. I didn't get anything last night, so a little bit out of it still today.
0: I'd make fun of you, but I've been there myself.
1: It's just it's just unpleasant.
0: It's, it's that thing when you, you've got work or maybe you've got university or something like that, and you know you have to be up in an X number of hours, and you keep saying to yourself, if I go to sleep now, I'll still get four hours sleep. If I go to sleep now, yeah. I'll still get three hours sleep. And then I guess yeah. the point, well, if I go to sleep, I'm just going to feel like absolute shit when I wake up.
1: I um, got to the point where I was like, I could get a 20-minute nap. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I was at this morning, and I was like, eh, it's not worth it. I've been there.
0: I've been there. It, it's, it's, it's depressing. Um, but no, no. Uh, no it was, I don't think a notable happened this week. There was some good TV, and it was... Some things on the channel. Yeah, it
1: was it was a good week of TV.
0: I had a lot of finales. We talked about me and Matt did Glow, which is the the new wrestling ladies wrestling show from Netflix starring Allison Brie. That was pretty good. Um, we yeah, that's that good kind Yeah, it was, it was quite enough weeks, so I guess we can, Brit, you know, disperse with the the casual chit chat, the naysayers. Nice I, I do it to make yeah. everyone feel a bit more welcome and sort of eases into the show, warms us up a little bit.
1: Honestly I spent most of my free time playing Mario Kart so my week was nice in terms of that
0: What was I doing in my free time I I I was put a bit of Horizon Zero Dawn put a bit more of that played a bit more of that and uh oh I was trying to catch up on Aquaman and I I got I got about halfway through what I hadn't read uh, I got up to about issue like 14 15 something like that range uh, so I should be caught up for next month's issue. I was hoping to do it for this one because it was a 25 and it was, Cedric was coming in on art. The previews at the end of some of the issues are looking quite nice. I have to It say. is, and
1: I'm, uh, I had a, a nosy around what other people were thinking because there was no chance I was catching up in time yeah. just based on the, the amount of stuff I had to do. So I see just the general thoughts, and I've seen a lot of people say it finally delivers on what Aquaman was promised to be for Rebirth, and hmm. a large part of that is Cedric, but he helps the story, apparently, a lot.
0: Well, I I'm looking forward to getting there. Um, what I've read so far is fine. I, I think it's maybe helped a little bit, but because it is, I'm mean, being sort of in trade form where I'm doing the whole arc in one yeah. go essentially. So it's not feeling as drawn out, and as a result, it's actually working a little bit better than what it, what it would have done. Uh, I still can't get over the Shaggy Man as a title for a character, though. It's uh, still ridiculous. Because that, that was where, where I'd stopped, it was right in the middle of that arc, and I, when I came back and you know picked up issue 9, the next one I hadn't read, and they said Shaggy Man again, I just started giggling, like, oh yeah, I forgot this was a thing. <laughs> uh, not that he was new, I don't think, I don't think he was, I'm pretty sure he's an old character, but...
1: It's just something you don't see very often, is it?
0: Maybe he should have stayed buried <laughs> under the seabed.
1: Yeah, maybe he should.
0: Mm. Alright, we did have some news this week. I uh, just <laughs> did Marvel, as a matter of fact. Marvel has been hyping up all well, week. Well, you say they had news. Well, they were promising that they had news. They were hyping all week that they were going to finally make their big announcement uh, of the Marvel Legacy stuff. Which, if you remember, kind of our very first thing we did for this show, our, our Zero episode... Was the Rebirth WonderCon announcement panel, and they, you know, DC. said right, we've been teasing Rebirth. We're finally going to announce it, and they did this, you know, ninety-minute stream where they announced all the books and the creative teams, and we came out of that being really excited. We, you know, we spoke about it for like two hours, I think, whatever it was. And this, this felt like getting into it. This oh, this is what Mar- this is Marvel Legacy's version of that. And I done a stream, which kind of sucks because I think that was kind of fun when we did that, but. You know, this is going to be their thing. They're going to be a blowout where they're like, okay, here's all the books that are coming. Here's all the creative teams. This is what we're doing. This is what Legacy is. And they actually said midweek, they were teasing it. They said, make sure to tune in on Friday for the industry-changing Legacy announcements. Industry-changing. That is the phrase they were using to hype it up. Yeah. I mean, they use that a lot, to be fair. Do they?
1: Yeah. I think that they kind of do that. with Every time they have a a big event, it'll like it'll shake up the
0: whole Marvel universe and the industry at all. Well Friday came and they they, they, you they don't they, even know where to start with this story. I don't even know what the story is. They they, they basically had gifs of of, of covers, like they had their covers and it was like, here's an old cover and then it gifted into what the new cover was going to become September, I think September, October, whatever the month is, and it was like there's some of them made sense. Some of them it was like an old issue of Hulk becoming the current issue of Hulk, and you know it was, but it was like the homage. It was the same cover, but new, a new drawn version of it with a new artist. And okay, that kind of ties into the whole idea that we're going back to basics. We're you know we're homage all these old covers, but then I started doing really weird ones because like, they did like multiple batches, and one of them was like here's like a classic cover of Fantastic Four, and it merged into moon girl and devil dinosaur and i thought wait so you're not bringing fantastic four back you're just like this is going to be the spiritual successor to fantastic four for people who are waiting for that coming back um yeah. and then as the day went on it, it seemed to turn out to be that this was a series these, these weren't even the main covers this was a a month of variant covers all all these ones we were seeing all these homage covers that were recreating old covers they're all variants for september yeah so we have a month of variance. We do have a one shot, which they've already announced. The Marvel Legacy one shot. I,
1: I, I know some people are speculating that the they're like they're taking whatever the story of that cover. So there's one where it's a mm. Captain America in jail behind bars, and it morphs into Spider Man behind bars. So people are going, "Oh, maybe Spider Man's going to jail," and that's what this next story for Legacy is gonna be. And and if that's true, I'm going. Is that what would make people happy? Is that what people want from Legacy?
0: Well, here's, here's the thing: I, 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 I am less sure of what Legacy is now than I was before this announcement day. Yeah, there, there I, was. I have zero idea. I don't know what I, this I, is. I, I don't
1: either. There was another one where I can't remember what the classic cover was. It was someone, someone's death cover. One of those classic covers.
0: Yeah.
1: And the new version was uh, the the Lady Thor being dead. Mm like in in the place and people are going oh so are they going to kill lady thor that's not, that's, wasn't that, that, wasn't that, that's, the whole point of
0: legacy that everyone was coexisting but that's not the end that, that's not a legacy announcement no this is just speculating what the plot of one book is based on right that exactly cover. That, but, but,
1: that's that's cuz this was a non announcement there wasn't any announcement there was just some covers and people have to guess what they mean
0: There was nothing it's actually more confusing as to what legacy is it, this is insane i, I can't so believe I've, I've seen people getting really excited going
1: oh corner box art's back I'm like alright that's cool but what the damn hell is legacy
0: I don't like I have no idea what it is they, they, they if it ends up actually being any good then they have completely shafted the marketing on it and I, I don't get it they, they've been hyping this up this is their big thing this is their answer to Rebirth and it's well, nothing. feels insulting
1: to Rebirth now at this point it does that. because now like, it's at not at the time it was like okay it was just a Rebirth knockoff and that's it's own problem but it could still be good do you and know
0: it what it is what now? They Do you know what it is now? It's basically Marvel now 3.0. I don't it,
1: even know if it's that.
0: It's just their yearly kind of juggle relaunch thing, where they maybe renumber some things, but it feels like a lot of the books are just continuing. It's weird. Now you're probably wondering why? Why am I even bringing all this Marvel news up? Two reasons. One, I just want to tell you how annoyed I am at it, and how st- legitimately stunned I am at how much it's a, n- a non-event. It's nothing. That's they, it. Which Nothing exciting we, came from this. We, we
1: may be a, a DC podcast, but that is like should be industry level of, of announcement. That should, you know, because by whatever it is, may cause DC to have to have an answer
0: back. And not even but just I, that. I don't think they need to for this. I would like to be convinced that I could read some Spider Man and X Men again or something. Like, I would, I'd been for it. There, there, there was meant to be a good Spider Man book this week, to be fair.
1: Oh, yeah, that was that not new
0: one. I know, I know, but. It's hard to get in... Inve- I mean, I'll probably read it later and trade, but... Well, I'd say, you'd be like, well, it's going to end in September. Probably. Probably. They keep relaunching things. Uh, so, that, so, yeah, one reason is I just wanted to say how stunned I was that this amounted to nothing. It just feels like nothing really happened or changed with this announcement. It was a bunch of variant covers. And the second reason I wanted to bring it up was because on this day, DC just kind of threw out, oh, here's the reading list for Dark Knight's Metal. All it was, it was just an image of the reading list for Dark Knight's Metal, and this legitimately had more surprises and interesting announcements in this reading list that were just buried in it than anything well, Marvel showed us on the Legacy Day.
1: Well, that's because this actually had announcements. They may not have done a press release and gone, oh, this well, this book is, but hey, that's a new title, that's they, an announcement. We didn't
0: they, even get that for, for Legacy. Legacy gave us nothing. There is nothing. They're changing the Hulk book, which is currently like totally awesome Hulk, to to actually incredible Hulk. Like that was like the biggest thing out of the whole thing. But that's and, not
1: an announcement.
0: Well, it, it kind of is. Well, it, uh, it would be if they if they told us
1: anything about it.
0: Well, to be fair, they don't tell us anything about these either. The new ones. These this are list. new
1: entirely. So that's you know that's just oh we're changing the title.
0: Oh, sure, sure. But uh, what I'm saying is, is you're going out your way there to nitpick things. where I'm looking at the actual straight facts here. Alright. They hyped up this industry-changing announcement. It was a bunch of variant covers, a couple of title changes, and that's it. DC put out a list, which is not meant to be an announcement, it's just, no, here's here's the reading list, so that everyone can keep track of everything for this event that's coming up. And there's a couple of surprises on there that we didn't know about. A couple of one-shots. And that's all they are, they're just one-shots but they're still actually more exciting than yeah. <laughs> anything Marvel put out on Friday which was their big legacy announcement day. Anyway, so this this uh this read reading order for uh, Dark Knight's mail it's got all the stuff we kind of expected it's, obviously it's got all the main issues it's got the uh, three issues of the uh, the resistance crossover that we'd mentioned uh, Nightwing uh, Teen Titans and Suicide Squad So three issue crossover that's happening in September uh, we seem to be getting another one uh, October getting into November between The Flash Justice League and Hal Jordan in the Green Lantern Corps because uh, there's one issue each of those uh, and there, in there was there's actually two of Justice League so that might be a four issue thing. yeah um, has all the one-shots that we again we talked about last week, all these uh, Batman, the Murder Machine, the Dawnbreaker, all those. Yeah. Uh, the curious new items, though, on the list were Batman Lost number one in November, and then in December, Hawkman Found number one, which is yeah. curious.
1: I think if, even before we get to you know whatever the Hawkman one is, I really like just the, the parallel between Lost and Found between the two titles there.
0: It's so yeah, it's so neat and obvious that I almost feel like it's not even worth mentioning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, bro, just be like no, yeah.
1: that's that's nice that it's because I I think when you just look at them in a big list, it's it's easy to miss that yeah, when they're yeah. not next to each other. But I, I think that's nice.
0: Uh, it's worth mentioning. I, I I never counted myself. Is it twenty five issues? This all adds up. I think up to it me?
1: was twenty five over eight months, give or take.
0: Twenty five issues over. Yeah, including the two preload issues because the, the two, in two including those uh, yeah the, the two one shots are there but yeah uh, it ends in February for the record uh, the final two issues are January February all of the tie-in stuff though is all done by uh, December yeah
1: that, that that's why it's strange because mo- the bulk of it's in like that three month chunk or whatever it is yeah but then you have you know one issue in June one in July one in January and one in February so that kind of when I say it's eight months, the mo- most of it is concentrated.
0: Yeah. Well, well, it's worth mentioning that the books that it does affect, it only affects them for one issue, uh, typically, which is less of an issue now when there's most of them are double shipping, that kind of thing. Um, It's also, I think, interesting that it does, all the tie-ins do end uh, before the final two issues. To me, that says that whatever's going to happen in those final two issues is affected by those tie-ins, so they all have to be done for then, because the status quo in the main series will change. Yeah, yeah. So, no, yeah, sounds pretty cool. Yeah, uh, uh, there's
1: also I noticed uh, there was a green arrow issue in there as well. I don't know
0: if that's what uh, that's part of. Um, he is in the resistance crossover. I'm wondering if maybe that is four issues, but we didn't get to solicit for the last one because it's not an, it's, it's an October issue.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But so, that that seems strange given they did solicit
0: uh, the other Batman one shots. They did in, that were in October. They did, but that's a one shot. Whereas. Uh, In the solicits, they never mentioned that Suicide Squad 26 was the final of the Resistance crossover. They they didn't. If it's not, I would expect that
1: would be maybe an epilogue to that, at least.
0: Or just part four, just the final part.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like I say, I think... It's it's
1: in the right sort of place that it should be
0: part of that. I think the only reason why they didn't mention it is because it's an October issue, and unlike the others, it's not a one-shot, so they didn't advance solicit it.
1: Yeah, it's just strange that they didn't mention it at all. Um...
0: But that's that's it's uh, a pretty meaty list, and if you uh, you can find this quite easily yourself, by the way, you just Google Dark Knight's Metal Reading List, you'll you'll, you'll get a hold of it. Uh, I, I
1: love the design; how it looks like a, a set list for a, a band. Yeah, uh, play it plays into the the, the metal thing. I,
0: I didn't even didn't even notice that, but fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's pretty cool. And uh, what I think is a uh, it is interesting that we have all these dates already though like i can actually look at like uh darts night metal number four that's coming out on the 13th of december (laughs) like it's kind of weird having dates for these things all the way up till february but but yeah and they
1: gotta pray nothing gets pushed
0: i feel like because they know this all i feel like some of the one shots can probably be pushed a bit because they may not be tied to things too tightly yeah so, I think it's just a case of making sure the main series doesn't get pushed too much. And even then, it, they can probably get pushed by a week if they have to. But I imagine they've got they've had a series better lead time on this, so I don't think we'll see too much uh, of that happening. Alright, so the other stuff that happened this week in terms of news is the solicits for September came out. Now, obviously, we already talked about the Action Detective new arcs that were coming in September. We did that because they were up a couple of weeks early uh, and obviously all those one shots and stuff. But as always, I've picked out the part ones of the relevant series that we uh, keep track of, uh, and I'm just going to tell you about what the uh, sort of the what the solicit says for each of these part ones. So if you don't want to know what the future stories are for some of the books, then uh, by all means skip ahead to the first uh, review. Uh, as always, timestamps in the description uh, to make life easy. Uh, so Batwoman number seven is starting a new arc uh, come September in uh, issue seven. It's called Fear and Loathing. When her father, Colonel Jacob Kane, realised that Kate would never become the soldier he wanted, he chose someone else to lead his secret paramilitary group, the Colony. That man, Colony Prime, hates nobody on Earth the way he hates Kate, and the feeling is mutual. So when the two of them are stranded in the Sahara Desert, heavily dosed with Scarecrow's fear toxin, with no way to survive except to rely on each other, they might just choose death instead.
1: Oh, well, this sounds fantastic. I saw the cover <laughs> for this, but now knowing that, that Fear Toxin is involved, that makes sense for the stylistic change.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, is,
1: is it is it Epting back on art for this arc? That's a good question.
0: It is not. It is Fernando Blanco who's doing the art on that issue.
1: Right, okay.
0: So I don't know if that means Epting's just off the book or if he's coming back for the arc yeah. after that. Yeah,
1: I, I hope not. I hope he comes back.
0: I do too. Yeah, I, I really like his art. Uh, flash number 30. Uh right so blood work part one barry allen's personal life is in shambles his new negative flash powers aren't working properly and someone has been tampering with evidence at the central city police department the flash is not having a good day and it's going to get worse when he comes face to face with Bloodwork, a terrifying new villain with secret ties to barry allen
1: mm.
0: that sounds like I mean, a we... villain that's related to his job as a police forensic expert than it does being the flash it...
1: It does it does, and I I love the names we're getting for the new villains from Williamson. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah nice Godspeed, Bloodwork.
0: Um, new Superman number fifteen. And it's called Equilibrium Part One. A simple recon mission. Oh, sorry, a simple recon mission. That's that's my comic speak <laughs> it's seeping in there. Replacing retcon, Uh, a simple recon mission to gather intel on the new Superman of China goes pear-shaped when Amanda Waller's Suicide Squad find themselves trapped in the siege of Shanghai and must team up with the Justice League of China to defeat Emperor Superman. So that's interesting. Uh, Sounds kind of cool. What I like about this is that we were speculating, oh, it's maybe not long for this world, maybe they're just starting to wrap things up, at the very least, the fact that they're starting a new arc at issue 15 means that, well, we'll probably get to at least issue 20. And yeah, worst,
1: worst case scenario is it's a 3 issue arc and you get to 18
0: yeah but the fact that they start in New York at 15 is at least promising for it's a lot of time. Yeah. yeah. so uh, Superwoman number 14 is the start of a new arc, it's called Supermax uh, Meet Superwoman's newest roommate uh, Maxima when the galaxy's foremost forger of heroes finds herself in need of a hero self, she turns to Superwoman uh, and the planet Earth. But Supergirl has unfinished business with her former mentor, bringing the girl of to Metropolis and into the clutches of the real Maxima. So uh, so Supergirl's coming into Superwoman. That's pretty cool. That'll be a fun team-up. Uh, yeah. And finally, Wonder Woman number 31, which is interesting. I don't know if we uh, talked... Was this news pre-last podcast? The new Wonder Woman team? I don't think it was, but it feels like a long time ago now, so I'm wondering if it was like right after the last podcast and it feels like a long time ago. Yeah, I don't recall talking about it last week. Me neither, so I feel like, I think so much has happened this week that it just, but when I saw the solicit I went, I'm going to put the solicit in because I don't think we spoke about this.
1: Yeah, we'll mention it for safety's sake.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but James Robinson is going to be the new writer on Wonder Woman, uh, starting with issue 31, and uh, Carlo Pugliel is going to be the artist on the first arc. Who's the other artist? Because that I, I I wasn't in the solicitor. who the second artist was. It was uh,
1: Manuela Lupicino.
0: Yes. Uh, so good art, good artist, uh, and James Robinson uh, can write good I stuff. I just want
1: to point out, you said oh, he's the artist art for that first arc. Mm-hmm. We were told this is only a five-issue story, that, the, that this team is together, yeah. that, that it's all three of them.
0: Alright, oh, I didn't hear that. Uh, the,
1: official, uh, the first announcement when that came up, it said it was uh, just a five-issue story, so it's another oh. interim team.
0: Alright, okay. Well, okay, so this is going to be the next five issues then, after the other story we're getting, uh, starting with 26. So it's called Children of the Gods, and um, ah, there's, some, there's some fluff, like, oh, legend of the writer James Robinson comes to blah blah blah, right, whatever. Where's the actual description? Yeah. Uh, Okay, so, who is Wonder Woman's brother, taken away from Themyscira in the dead of night, the mysterious Jason had been hidden somewhere far from the sight of gods and men, but his life and Wonder Woman's are about to intersect in a terrifying new way, bringing them face to face with a cosmic threat they never imagined. Don't miss the start of the next great Wonder Woman epic. I'm kind of mixed on this, I'm not really that excited about exploring this brother nonsense. Uh, I'm okay with it, I'd rather they just do it and get it
1: over and done, with, rather than us sitting and waiting going, right, when are they going to do this?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I would have preferred if they'd just forgotten about it, <laughs> but yeah, if they're going to do it, then yeah, get it over with I'm not particularly excited about this uh, arc Well, I mean, well, maybe it'll be better than I think it's going to be yeah. but...
1: I'm just trying to see if I can find where I said it was five issues, because that that there, it said, oh, the, the start of this explosive new era, was it? What, what did it say?
0: Uh, so, <laughs> so, it's something
1: that implied it was for
0: a while uh, The next great Wonder Woman epic That was it
1: uh, No sorry it's scheduled to run for six issues From September to December For the the three
0: Does it specifically yeah. say the team's not on it after that though? Or is it just saying that's how long the art's going to last? It says the new
1: trio's run is scheduled to run okay. for six issues
0: Yeah. Uh, there you go uh, so, Well on the upside down that means we might get someone more exciting Not that James Robinson's a bad writer He's actually written some good stuff But he's, he's more hit and miss these days I think
1: yeah it's been a while since I've read anything like particularly great from him but he's usually solid and art should look great because Paggy Lion's been killing it on Deathstroke and Lupicino obviously we praise every time she pops up
0: yeah yeah so art, art, art will always be solid uh, I can see it being like a kind of a if we, if we end up liking the the next arc I can see this one being like sort of the downbeat one where we're just kind of like oh that's okay you know while we're waiting for the yeah, actual it depends, new it team. depends.
1: This, this brother thing might surprise us. I'm trying to go in open-minded to it.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously we're going to give it a fair chance, but I, I just yeah. i am not excited about it. Like, it's just, just whatever, yeah. Yeah, I
1: was, I'm excited because of the art, so that they're like, oh, okay, I'm down for that, rather than whatever the story yeah. is.
0: All right, cool. Uh, well, I guess uh, that'll finally let us move on to some actual books.
1: Yeah, and we've got plenty of big ones.
0: Yeah, because uh, all the issue 25s this week are all... Uh, anniversary issues with extra pages so that's fun bastards so first up we have Batman number 25 which is Tom King writing Mikkel Janin back on art uh, which if Finally. I sound, if I sound happy about that it's because I am it's uh, it's crazy because obviously this
1: last arc we've been praising Finch going oh he's been doing great like oh, yeah. some fantastic he, stuff he,
0: he's doing great comic book art Janin is doing exceptional comic book art. Well, that's
1: it. Then you get to the end, and you're like, oh yeah, this this is what I
0: missed. That, that, this is glorious stuff. And uh, not 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 to even jump the gun in terms of what I think of this issue, but this, this was like I think King has been finding his feet, finding his footing, writing this Batman run as he's been going. I think it's been continuously getting better. Uh, yeah. We, we've loved what's been recently coming, but I feel like one issue into this arc, and I'm like, oh geez, this could be. St- masterpiece that's possibly. it and this
1: is the one we were most skeptical about given that we were like eh, okay you know flashback story we well, were that, like this
0: i will say this i like now I'm, I'm trying to jump into the end of the issue here but i do like that there's a reason why it's been told uh it's not just hap- we're not just getting it for like no thematic reason it's happening because batman is telling selena this story because he feels yeah. like uh, now, we don't know if she said yes or not, although the fact that she's lying in bed with them would maybe indicate that they got a positive answer. <laughs> yeah, I, I did look. You can't make out any ring. Yeah, okay, I yeah, put that in shadows. Very, very smart. But the idea that he has to like, let her in on maybe his kind of deepest secret, which for him is maybe something that he had to do during this, this event. Now, the one complaint I have about the issue is that he actually refers to it as the War of Jokes and Riddles. I hate that with a passion.
1: Yeah, now you know how I feel. I'm going to do it again. Spoilers, I'm going to say it again this week when they talk about the blood.
0: <laughs> no, but here's, here's, here's the problem. It's the same with uh, Zero Year. And Zero Year, I wasn't a big fan of that story in general, so it annoyed me even more. But this thing that, that seemed to start where the characters refer in story to the, the events with the, the titles of the arc is really annoying because they don't I- sound natural.
1: I think this one sounds better than Zero Year. I do think Zero Year sounds kind Because you put the Zero Year. It just sounds like something you'd never say. But the war of jokes and riddles. I can at least see him saying that.
0: I could hear them saying uh, the Joker-Riddler war. That that sounds like how someone would phrase it if they were referring to it as an event. They
1: they probably would, but I can see Bruce dramatising it for storytelling effect.
0: Okay, this one Sure. But here's the thing. We already had another character say this when it was teased... Yeah, that that one was a bit annoying. Yeah, so it still
1: doesn't bother me as much as Gordon saying, "Oh, hey, remember during the Zero Year?" Shut up, shut up, (laughs) Gordon.
0: Exactly. Uh, But this is glorious, and basically the gist of this is that so we're in essentially year two of like Batman's timeline here, and Riddle's been in jail for a year, and this issue is about him escaping. It's about where Joker is right now, which is basically uh, it's a shame Matt's not here because he would get this wrestling reference. But Joker's lost his smile. I'll just let that land for everyone else who will maybe get that. Uh, Enjoy, folks. Uh, but yeah, Joker's basically... He, he Because of his interaction with Batman, he can't laugh anymore. He's not finding anything funny. Batman's made everything else mundane and it's taken the life out of it. So Riddler escapes and goes to Joker with the idea that maybe if they work together, they, he, he can finally solve his greatest riddle, which is Batman, and Joker can finally find his joke again, tell his joke, find his punchline and uh, obviously Joker immediately, and again, very end character, turns around and just shoots Riddler in the stomach. Yeah. And he even says, oh, maybe I can just do this, and then afterwards he goes, nah, not funny, <laughs> and just walks off. Uh, everything with the Joker walking about in shadows, the opening in the, the comedy club, where he's getting people to try and like tell him jokes, and then he just shoots them if they, if they don't make him laugh. And then you see that pit of bodies when he makes the next guy roll the body off the stage. Mm. Oh, it's glorious. I love it. I
1: forgot how, like, it's been a while since we've seen the Joker properly, and, yeah, you know, especially when he's doing, like, like the proper sadistic stuff, just being evil. Yeah. It's been a while, I feel, because, like, I mean, we haven't had it at all during Rebirth.
0: No, nah, no, nah. and even when Snyder had him, like, I, like, obviously I would say that was kind of what it was back in, you know, Death of the Family and stuff. Once it got to Endgame, he it, it was doing these crazier concepts with it, and it was kind of... Yeah, I was still,
1: I, I still enjoyed what he was doing with the Joker, don't get me wrong. But it, it was wasn't classic just, Joker. Was, yeah, this is just straight up classic Evil Joker, and it's nice to see that again.
0: I have missed it. Uh, I, I love how Jannin here. And probably because it's a dark story, but he's really playing with the shadows. Like everything with the uh, Joker and the shadows, or even Riddler. Like when Riddler's uh, standing in front of the all his, the prison guards, and he's just got the hat down and he's got a sort of smirk on on his face. Yeah, oh, it's jo- so good.
1: In terms of shadows and lighting, the moment I love is you know when Riddler finally goes and meets Joker, and Joker's mm. sat at the desk. And you have those fantastic two double page spreads.
0: Oh, Joe, do you know that does so well, it, it emulates that thing in a movie where the camera pans from one end of the room to the other. Because it's this double page spread where Riddler's on the left of the, the page, right? Yeah, and he he says knock knock, and then big double page spread, just all open space, and then it goes over to Joker and then he's on the right side of the next double-page spread, all the open space on the other side of him, and he just says, who's there? You really get this feeling of the camera moving across the room. Do
1: you know what? Part of me is surprised they didn't do, you know, the, every so often they'll do the special, the gatefold pages, mm. and just have it as one big four-page spread. I'm so, because it, it does line up perfectly. Um, so I feel like it was definitely drawn that way, and then just split down the middle.
0: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dispute that, actually. I mean maybe that's the intention, but I, I feel like the actual having to move the page to go to oh, the no, next no.
1: one. I, I agree. I think it works. I'm just I'm surprised that they didn't. Just I know that they like having those moments if they yeah. can, like they're DC.
0: A, yeah. they're a pain in the ass digitally though, so I'm glad they didn't.
1: <laughs> they are. They are. Never so, know how to read them. Yeah. So uh, what what I was saying about the shadows is on that page, the Joker, all his side of the room is all dark and shadowed and he's just sat at the desk. But the Riddler is literally stood in what is essentially a spotlight. Yeah. It's fantastic.
0: It's, it's great stuff. And the bat signals up in the sky. Uh, they're also... Both of these pages are homages to uh, some of their first appearances. I saw it on Twitter. I think it was King that tweeted it out. Yeah, uh, oh, right. He put a panel of one of the Joker's first appearances sitting at a, de- a desk with his, his hands in front of him like that. And Riddler sort of having that pose... Uh, so so that's really cool. I, I love the scene with a uh, Joker. He's he's getting the, the cab ride and yeah, uh, the, the cab driver like laughs. He's joking and then he shoots him because he, he's like, no, that's not funny. And then you just see the car crash and it's like, oh man, this this is proper, just flat out chaos. Joker who yeah, yeah doesn't yeah, care about anything. Yeah,
1: and like great. I say, it's been a while since we've had that. Like even when it was a uh, death of the family, it was straight-up classic evil joker but he still had a purpose he was doing something actively whereas here it just feels like he's just doing whatever the moment takes him
0: yeah yeah and obviously he does care about the one thing he cares about the fact that he's lost his laugh
1: right but there's still like you say there's chaos there he's just causing things to happen instead of actively pursuing this one thing at the moment
0: yeah that that idea that the joker can just shoot anyone that's, that's around them at any moment uh, is part of what makes up so great, and yeah, uh, and that's when Bat- Batman finally shows up after the shooting, and he basically tells Selina that yeah, he, he thought Riddler was dying, so, and, and he knew Joker had a bomb, so he or at least Riddler tells him he has a bomb, uh, so he goes off to try and find the Joker, He's, you know, prevent more loss of life. But because of that, he doesn't actually. Like, Riddler gets away, Joker gets away as well, and it's kind of this is almost the the entire issue is the inciting incident of, to why this war even happens. Yeah. Riddler tried to make a pact with them. It Joker being the Joker, it did not work, and it starts this war. Uh, and it's all basically a big tease issue for what what this is going to be. Uh, and you get that final page in present day where he's like, oh, "I'm telling this story because you need to know this about me before we move ahead." Yeah,
1: yeah I love the uh, the splash page before that. You know where it's basically the picking of the sides. you know like what we're going to see coming up.
0: Yeah, where they enlist different bat villains to uh, their armies. Yeah. Yeah, I've uh, actually seen that before. They they released that page a long time ago.
1: Yeah, but it, we they, we didn't have it with the words before, did we?
0: Ah, uh, sure. Yeah, the words weren't there. Yeah, yeah. But, so so it's basically the the prologue issue. Uh, but as far, is. as far as wetting my appetite for something, uh, this was this was yeah. perfect. I it's I loved it.
1: It's also the first in a long time that that Riddler has been genuinely a scary threat. Like you know when he's there breaking out of the prison. Yeah. Um, when, you know, when he leaps across the table at the guard. And then when he walks out and he just starts, you know, saying the names.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he, he says all the names of all the, the loved ones that these guards have. So yeah. the guards basically, I, I, they just part, So they part of the Red Sea. That's kind of what I, I kind of yeah. likened it to, was was the Moses going through the Red Sea. And I also, I like some of the little details about that. The fact that he stabbed the guy 26 times, one for every letter of the alphabet. Because he had yeah. something to say. I like some of his riddles. Uh Imagine you're in a room that you can't get out, how do you get out? Uh, stop imagining. <laughs> That's a really good riddle. How, why, why does the end of the world never come? Because it's round. <laughs> like, yeah. I like his riddles. They're, they're good little fun ones. It is.
1: But like I said, he actually feels like a threat for once. And often I feel Riddler doesn't. Because he can feel like just gimmicky with the riddles. Well, it can th- be fun, but it's d- rare that he feels like a genuine threat. Do
0: you know what I like about this conflict? Is I think sometimes Riddler can fall into the trap of being kind of like knockoff Joker. Where, yeah, he's got his riddles, but he's he's his schemes and his 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 whole things where he holds the city to hostage for his riddles. It feels very much a lot like what the Joker would do. He's just not as crazy as the Joker. So I like the idea that he tried to form a truce because he thought there's some similar ground and then realized yeah,
1: he's, he's too logical
0: yeah he's too logical whereas joker's the complete opposite of logic
1: that's it i think that's what this is doing this is highlighting that yeah they're similar but the the fundamental differences yeah. between them and it's to you, i think it'll be a, a story that really separates them going forward
0: yeah so no great stuff uh, loved it yeah it's All phenomenal right. so uh i guess i'll take us on I guess I'll tell you something. I thought we should jump in. Matt Matt didn't send in thoughts for all the books like he did normally. Uh, he has given us a top five in his favourites of the week, but he did mention one thing for Batman that he wanted us to get across. He said it felt like a Michael Mann movie in a comic book. Which uh, I can kind of see. It feels like that sort of dark crime thriller kind of vibe, the way it's yeah, shot. Yeah, it's do with the pacing as well. Yeah. Yeah, the pacing, yeah. I like how it's, it's following both of them separately, but then eventually Riddler's like, He's following Joker into the building, and they eventually meet. It's it's all about them meeting at yeah. the end. So. And and I love
1: how Batman isn't part of the story till after everything's already started. Like it's already too late by the time he gets
0: there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, he's talking about the weather. He says that that day he smiled because the weather was nice for once and got Because it's always raining or snowing or it's too hot. But today, no, no, during the sport, it was calm. It was like just nice and peaceful, not a cloud in the yeah. sky. Yeah, uh,
1: it's it's the whole you know. Uh, that fallacy of, you know, usually when, oh, something bad's gonna happen, so it'll rain. And that's, you know, like what you typically see in films, it's just, com- just subverting that gently by going, yeah. oh no, it's nice, something bad's just
0: happen Alright, so there you go, that's Batman. I guess that will take us on to Superman number 25, which uh, is written by Peter J. Tomasi and Patrick Gleason, art by also Gleason and Doug Mankey. Uh, this is wrapping up the Black Dawn story, which has had, had its ups and downs, we've been kind of critical of some of it. It kind of found itself a little bit again last issue, but was still not amazing. And I think this issue for me kind of encapsulates the entire arc. Where there's some nice moments that I really like, uh, especially at the end. Uh, but a lot of the actual fighting feels, feels kind of jumbled, kind of like some of the arc did as well as a whole.
1: I think it's it's my favourite issue with the arc. Mm, okay. I, I think I'll go with that. Uh, I like some of the action. I think it, it flows a lot better than some of the art has at other points it during flo- this arc. It,
0: it does flow better, but because the arc as a whole hasn't built to it that well, it doesn't have the the resonance to make it really No, that's true. Feel- it was
1: more just, oh, this looks cool. This is cool. It, it looked good. And so I was enjoying that at least, yeah, rather but- than it having the weight that it should have done.
0: Yeah, but without the weight, it's just kind of, like, yeah, it's pretty and it's, it's it's fun to look at, but it's not really got the, the emotional background. So it,
1: it made it better than like some of the earlier issues where it was like, where we were actually confused as to what was happening at points
0: i will disagree that it, for me i think the first issue was the best of it because the first issue this was actually really promising that was the one where batman showed up and it had the whole mm. uh, the world's getting darker we need to shine brighter like that, that was a great issue oh that's
1: true uh, i forgot that
0: was that was just about part of yeah. this hour. and then even the second issue with lois on her own like running around uh,
1: no i think i prefer this one to that
0: that was mostly pretty good until uh, a certain point and uh, So, no, I would say it started much stronger, but then it had that issue in the middle that just drug it right down. And Mm then the last issue was better, but not great. And then this one kind of follows that kind of same pattern. Kind of going up the way, but with with sort of... uh, Because Lois does show up eventually in this issue and she's the one who talks John down because John's being controlled by by Manchester Black and he's fighting Superman and he's got more powers under his control because it's sort of tapping him into all of his powers and he's flying and everything else. Yeah, and there's a lot of fighting going on, and it's lost. So it shows up, and we find out that oh yeah, that the leg thing never happened. That was just he. We saw what he wanted to see. Uh, so
1: exactly what we said it was, basically. Exa- yeah,
0: exactly what we said it was, and much like I think I said at the time, it feels just kind of meaningless and cheap as a result because it didn't feel like they set it up properly. So now to fix it, all they've done is have work come out and say, oh yeah, it just we just saw what he wanted us to see, and that's it.
1: Yeah, I was hoping they'd play it a bit better than that. Because obviously we were expecting that's what it was, but I just hoped that they'd deal with it better. And ultimately it does just feel like, okay, it was just for the... I mean, we know it was just for the shot value anyway, but I thought they'd work it in a bit nicer. Yeah, yeah. It's disappointing.
0: Whereas it's very transparent now.
1: Yeah, I think I'm more disappointed with it now after this issue than I was at the time. Because at the time I was very open-minded. I was like, all right, I'm going to see what they do with it. But they never really did anything with
0: it. Yeah, that's actually the correct response to that. They did nothing with it. It just <laughs> it just it
1: just happened and then it didn't happen. Then they that, just explained
0: it. they just explained why there's no effects of it and that's it. Move on. Yeah, move on with your life. Yeah, uh, obviously one of the interesting parts is the uh, the alien ship which uh, these aliens that are in Hamilton came down on their reactor goes at one point and it 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 hits Superman and we get this weird kind of kind of like what happened in uh, Nightwing with that that blade that gave us Mm. these multiple visions of the future. Uh, This gave us this weird vision of the future, where we we see Damien Batman, and we see, for the first time though, uh, we see what appears to be John as Superman, with, uh, oh, I've forgotten her name again. Kathy. Kathy, thank you. Uh, With uh, adult Kathy, presumably his wife, or whatever.
1: That's the assumption, yeah. They're stood together like that.
0: Yeah. Um, Which is exciting, which is cool. I, I think... Much like I've said about a lot of this arc, I'm liking more about what it's setting up going for because it sets up that Kathy's still going to be around. She's still going to be a permanent player in John's life, and if anything, they're actually closer now because she's also an alien, so they kind of relate on a different level. They also work together because like she can channel his her, his power to make her stronger, and they they sort, they yeah. sort of bond. And uh, they kind of explain that's why they had the whole tree incident is because it wasn't expected the first time they touched. It wasn't just a a hormone. I mean, I'm sure hormones played a part, but it yeah. wasn't just that. Uh, there was an actual science fictiony thing going on as well, uh, and then the other aliens, the the current elite that uh, Black was working with, uh, basically decided, yeah, we kind of messed up, and this is still our home. We want to help defend it. Give us a chance, Superman, to prove ourselves, and they go back to ruin the town. But now Superman knows about it and mm, gives them a chance. Yeah, they
1: kind of sound like they make it sound like they were coerced into it. Like they didn't really have a choice.
0: Yeah, and we kind of saw that as well when when Black kind of he kind of forced them into accepting the deal to save them. Yeah so it makes sense um, yeah I, I, I think the, the best part of the issue though is definitely the ending when Superboy and Kathy got the tree and they, they touch again and it reenates his powers and uh, there's that moment where Clark and Lois look around and goes, was that a bird? was that a plane? and uh, he's like, no nah, I think our Superboy's back and you turn the page and it's this just full page spread of uh, him flying with Kathy and it's a really nice nice page Yeah. nice moment, So it's a great moment uh, it is. It's it's just the actual plot with Manchester Black, and he'd been kind of flubbed because it didn't have the, it didn't build the way it should have built.
1: It is, and Joe, uh, you know I'm glad that Cathy's still gonna be a major part going yeah. forward, and obviously that glimpse of the future says, okay, we've got long term plans for her. Um, I'm a little bit sad we'll never actually get to see that because you know we never will. But man, I'd love it if if just at some point down, you know, a couple of years into Rebirth, we just go, Joe you know what, we're gonna we're gonna do this, uh, and we'll have damien batman and john superman for for a while at least and show us that world
0: yeah even if it's even if it's just like a super sons kind of right super sons is going to jump ahead 20 years
1: yeah because yeah. i mean we never really get to see it do we? we get glimpses here and there but we never get no let's have some stories set with them yeah
0: and the well is that I wouldn't even want to jump straight there. If if we were going to do the whole universe like that, I'd be like, no, no, I want the time when like Dick's leading the Justice League first. I want to go through that phase before. We yeah, get that's to- it. Uh,
1: like, the problem is obviously we've only just got Clark back, and it's I don't want to just say oh I want to get rid of him and see this, but because yeah, of course we have not it. Of course, but the thing is, at some point, I would like him have to. Maybe maybe he decides to step down and pass the mantle to John. Like you know, he doesn't have to die or whatever. You don't have to do that. You could just go, no, you, you can take on the legacy.
0: Yeah. Maybe, maybe somehow Clark loses his powers or something. And that's yeah. why it happens. So he has to just sort of accept that he's now he is now spiritually Jonathan Kent and just <laughs> he has to be that in his son's life. Yeah. Uh, also,
1: I love in John's Superman costume that he's taken inspiration from Damien and he's got a collar.
0: Huh. Yeah, uh, you're right, yeah. <laughs>
1: Because uh, it, it's a very similar... St- it's it's smaller, but it's a similar style colour to what Damien's got on his
0: Batsuit. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, that's good. And there's a sort of joke ending. We find out when they, they blasted Manchester Black together, they, his, his consciousness ended up in a cow. So he's in a cow. And he's trying to control some kids, uh, but the kids kind of snap out of it and like, what the hell are we doing with this cow? And they end up just flipping it over. And that's kind of the joke ending. Of the
1: air. Uh... I love how they give the cow the cigarette. Just the image of the cow with the cigarette is fantastic.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a fun little ending. Uh, I mean, the arc as a whole is kind of disappointing, uh, which is a shame, but they did have some moments in there that were really nice, uh, the start and the end of it.
1: That's, that's it. It's something that, that is a typical rule of storytelling. If you start strong and end strong the middle doesn't actually matter as much especially later on when you read this as a whole it's a bit different when we read it fractured bit by bit
0: i, I think as a, as a
1: general rule you remember the start and end much more than you do the middle
0: i think in this case i'll disagree with that because i feel like it actually hurts the impact of the ending like the, the entire final conflict was just kind of shallow to me because i didn't care yeah yeah uh, that that I think that rule only works when the middle's still good enough to make you care about what's coming at the end.
1: Perhaps, perhaps. But I think w- w- if I look back at this, I'm gonna think of these final few pages, and go, yeah, that was that had a really great
0: ending. Nah, I'll, I'll remember the bits I didn't like more. Like, <laughs> 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 I honest, I actually kind of disagree with that statement that I'm thinking about it. I, I often find the journey's usually better than the destination. It's actually quite special. It, it, it's quite special when the destination lives up to the journey, honestly.
1: No, I, I know what you're saying. I just, yeah. As a general rule, when you when you think back on something, just you think of the start and end before you think of the middle. So usually that's where you're... If you, if you start and end strong, your impressions tend to be strong. What's
0: the first Star Wars movie you think of? Star Wars. Come on, it's Empire Strikes Back. You know it. It's not.
1: Is. It's not. I, I First thing I think of is no, is no. The binary you knew
0: sunset. you knew what point I was going to make, and you just circumvented sort of <laughs> it to show me up. I'm not buying it. You're full of lies. It's not. I, I get. I get the, But first thing I always think of is
1: is the binary sunset moment. That moment <laughs> is Star Wars to me.
0: I mean, I, I'm actually one of the the minority who prefers the first Star Wars over Empire. Although Empire is still very good, of course. Uh, but most people think of Empire first. Uh, I think Empire is better, but I don't think of it first. Yeah. First thing, I, first thing I think of is when I hear Star Wars though is annoying fans. Of course you do. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Of
1: course you do. <laughs> annoying a fans
0: won't shop about Star Wars.
1: Yeah, it's because it's fantastic. It's better than any of the other shit you go on about. Know, you go on a lot of shit.
0: There's equal bad Star Wars movies as there is good Star Wars movies.
1: Well, that's just not true.
0: <laughs> it's very true.
1: It's 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 not. It's just flat out wrong.
0: There's, there's four good and there's four bad.
1: There's there's at least,
0: at least
1: five good. Five and a half, arguably.
0: What's the half? Parts of three.
1: Oh, I'll argue, piss off. I will
0: argue parts. The only good part of that movie is when he killed all the kids.
1: <laughs> I love how you pick one of the, one of the weakest moments in it.
0: <laughs> well, that, that part was fun because he was killing kids. and I was like, yeah, screw those kids up. Model them, model them good. <laughs>
1: A look inside Peter's mind.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. And see, see, see anyone who argues that that final fight in on, on Sith is any good? No, you're full of absolute shit. That final fight between Obi-Wan and Anakin is absolute garbage.
1: Choreography-wise, it's overdone, absolutely. And I agree, choreography, not great. Everything about but, it's bad. The CG's bad. Uh, you were the chosen one! Go away. Dialogue's awful. The dialogue is not all awful. Some bits are awful, but some of it is fantastic. Some of it's the, the best part of that film, especially after watching Clone Wars, where you because the, the you know I don't really all, all the stuff about the relationship. a about Clone Wars. Oh, after after you watch that, you buy the relationship. Yeah. All right. we'll, we'll, we'll move on and, and you can talk about
0: DC again. Thank you. Green Arrow number twenty five. That's what's next. Benjamin Percy writing. Oh, Schmitz back on art. Which is, which is fine, because we're swapping between Jean Ferreira and Otto Schmidt. It's actually quite a good little mix to be swapping around.
1: It is, and I think we've got Burn coming up next, so still solid.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, uh, unlike... unlike, Well, actually, not like Batman, this is the start of the next arc. Yes. Yeah, most Superman was the end of the arc. I love how they've all timed it so it's all the start or the end of an arc. They've, they've been very, very careful with this. So the yeah. big anniversary issue was the start or the ending of something. Um, but this is the start of, I think the title of the arc is, oh no, Broken Arrows at the start.
1: It is. I was just about to say it, but...
0: I was going to say, oh, it's probably at the end, because it kind of sets up what he's doing at the end of it, but yeah, that's fair. Uh, unless this is just technically a one-shot, and then the, the arc starts I th- the next one. I think
1: one. it might be a one-shot, because, like I, I think I said it last week, or uh, maybe with the last issue of Green Arrow, that I know Burn is doing something with yeah. the Flash there, so I, I- think...
0: Uh, yeah i feel like this is really the first part of it though because it sets it all up but yeah they're just they're just framing it as this is a prelude and then
1: yeah it does say at the end next hard traveling hero so i think that might be the name of the arc and this is just a one shot technically
0: technically yeah but it'll be in that trade because obviously
1: yeah this this definitely feels like the bridging issue between year one and year two though
0: oh yeah that's, that's a fair fair point uh so, what was this about? This is a harder one to remember without looking at it, because it's a lot of small scenes. Like it kind it of, is, yeah. Yeah, because we, we have all these in prison, he's being questioned by detectives, and they're being kind of mean to him. The mayor's going on about it, it's now Star City, which seems to be official. Everyone seems to be calling it that. So Yeah,
1: I'm I'm not sure Fan, I'm a fan of how quickly this seems to happen, and how quickly everyone's just saying it. Like, he's the only one still saying Seattle, so, and then people are correcting him, going, it's Star City now.
0: You know, I completely agree it's far too quick. But because I want it to be called Star City, I'm actually kind of not gonna complain well, about it.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean, but it just it annoys me. It's like if something changed its name, there's a there's a period where people you know, some people will just naturally out of habit still call it what it was.
0: I do think though there'll be a nice moment when Oliver kinda accepts that it's Star City, but you'll you'll sort of accept it as Star City on his terms. Whereas okay, I'm gonna make Star City be I was gonna say great, and then I heard great again in my head and I thought, no, I can't go down that path, that's that's not what I meant to say, <laughs> but you know what I mean like, he, he'll, you know, because right now it's the villains that wanted to be called that, and I feel like there'll be a moment where he says, no, no, okay, it's Star City but I am going to make Star City the city of Green Arrow, and it's going to be safe and it's going to be, you know, crime's going to be gone, and all the rest of it
1: Yeah, he'll, he'll probably do so, if I have to think of it as, because Benjamin Percy tends to write a lot on the nose with these sorts of things mm-hmm. anyway I imagine he'll be like, well, stars shine bright, so this city's going to shine bright with heroes uh, at the, yeah, the forefront.
0: So the, the main gist of this is that the underground men are back, Black Canary's investigating that, and she, she finds it up with them. Meanwhile, Oliver does get out of jail. Uh, I mean, Emmy tries to break him out, and then he's like, no, 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 I'm doing this officially, I'm doing this legally, by the book. And then a lawyer shows up with his bail money, uh, says it's from an old friend, which we assume Diggle, because it then cuts to Diggle's like, page yeah that was the assumption but
1: there was nothing in that that made it sound like it was him. like it didn't yeah. even sound like he knew what was going on he's out in the middle of nowhere
0: yeah they could just be using that as a tie like oh it's an old friend and then he's an old friend but it's not the actual old friend in question who bailed him out
1: which would be a really clunky segue though if that is the case
0: it, it is yeah the segue kind of implied it but hey-ho uh so ba- basically it gets a court hearing th- and th- 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 stuff like she, she's setting it all up and all the rest of it. We see Diggle's got Merlin, and Merlin's kind of like his prisoner for the time being, and he's like <laughs> bringing him food and stuff, it's, it's all very uh, very odd, but, but Merlin basically says, yeah, you know, eventually you can't stop us from killing one another, like one of us is going to have to win, and you're going to have to kind of pick when you you, you don't intervene, kind of idea. Uh, but yeah, so, so five still working at, uh, you know, uh Queen industries. industries, thank you. Do you know in my head, I really want to say Stark, and I was fighting against. It. I'm like, it's not Stark, it's not Stark. That's Marvel. Don't say Stark. <laughs> too
1: too much talking about that legacy bollocks at the start. I know,
0: I know that's the problem. Uh, but oliver over, meets someone, and he's like, yeah, I can be your man. Then I can know about all this stuff, and it sounds like because he he listens in in the uh, the conversation between Broderick and the mayor, and they're talking about how our oh, Star City is just one of the Star. they are going to have a constellation across the country.
1: Again, um, I love I, I love it, but he's so on the nose. But I, but I, it's like I, I kind of really appreciate. Oh no, I
0: like this. I I like the fact that they want to have several cities under their control and have it be, co- be a constellation. I think that's perfect. It is. It's fantastic. Perfect punning, since they're calling it still is. Star City. Perfect. 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 Uh, so that sets the whole thing up. It is basically a giant setup issue. Like it sets up all these different things. What I did think was weird though is that when he, when Oliver finds out about uh, Dinah and he's going to go help her, Fife says, "Oh, you shouldn't throw the 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 hood and the the bow in the trash just yet." Uh, green arrow can still do some good we then cut to him showing up to help dinah and she's like running through the tunnels from the you know all the monsters and stuff and he's, he's in costume with the, the bow and arrow and i'm like huh but we did that whole thing where he threw it out in the last issue if it was just going to be a thing where he was taking it off to go and be Oliver queen then just have him take it off
1: yeah i mean i i assume fife just had a backup like, just stashed away at yeah, it it, it, it,
0: it, the stairs. It feels weird to have that moment where he puts it in the trash, literally, and then not to have a moment where he makes the choice to put it back on. It does. It undermines it a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, that's not to say that I uh, disliked the issue. I actually liked it a lot. But it just, uh, that, no, I did too. That was one thing that just stuck out to me.
1: I just want to point out one of the, the the great layout bits. It's during that sequence where he goes and saves her. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the lines separating the panels is actually the arrow, and it's fantastic.
0: It's
1: ah, on the,
0: the yeah. second page of it. Ah, yeah, I, I see it. That's good. That's good stuff. Uh, I, I like them bickering, and uh, which has always been good. Uh, yeah. But then giving them shit and all the rest of it uh, is good fun. And they, they eventually get out and they, they kind of win. And basically, he comes to the realization this is kind of with all the setups we've been building to at the end. He's with Emmy and Fife and he's like, right, Black Canoe's in charge well, I'm gone. Uh, and actually, see, when this page started, I was actually thinking. Yeah, a minute. You've got like court dates and shit. You you just like you're on bail. You can't just leave. But he does bring it up. But at the end of the page, he brought it up, which I was glad because I was really getting ready to nitpick it. If he didn't, yeah. Uh, but he's like, yeah, Black Harry's in charge. Emmy, Red Arrow, whatever you're calling yourself, follow orders. Uh, Five, you're the inside man, and Five's rich because he's given on a sports car and he's got shades on. It seems like he's now loaded because of his new well, job. Well, I
1: don't. I don't think he's given him the sports car. That's his sports car because. Ollie goes
0: off on the bike. Oh, so he gives him money then? Sorry, he, gives he definitely him gives him money. Yeah, let's yeah. talk of the loan. But yeah, my point though is, look at him—he's loaded now. Yeah, it's kind he of is. funny.
1: It's kind of funny. I love how he's—he's uh, he's proper suave in you know, in the sunglasses.
0: Yes, he is. yes, he is, actually, yeah. Uh, Diana doesn't go down to meet them though. She watches from a distance with tears in her eyes, uh, which is kind of sad because they're in a sort of broken place. So basically, what we're getting with the next arc is we're getting Ollie going around the country. Looking into where else the Ninth Circle have uh, got their yeah. the grips into, uh, which is probably why he ends up meeting Flash. He probably goes to Central City, then he'll go to somewhere else, and he'll which is probably yeah. we, which probably means we're going to get a lot of interesting guest stars as he goes around all the different cities. I love that he he
1: calls this a quest, and it kind of does feel like that he's, he's setting uh-huh. off on a quest.
0: Yeah, yeah like an RPG. And, and like you
1: say, it's this will be the the guest I, I i imagine flash is the, the next one because, uh, i i do oh,
0: hope though fantastic. i do hope as this is all going on that we still get like a subplot in the book with uh, Dinah and the rest of the team and well Star City. given
1: the the tease page you know that has all the things yeah. of uh one of them is emmy and canary so yeah, that's true. i assume yeah. that means that we'll at least check in with them for an issue at some point if not a running subplot. Which, Joe, you
0: know what's so amazing about this is one of the pages or well, one of the panels in that tease page as we're getting teased for the last page. We'll talk about the, the, the reveal at the end in a second. But uh, is him standing with Nightwing, Batgirl, Damien, and Harley Quinn, and it just it's just like sort of dawned on me. Oh, that neatly ties into the whole Gotham Resistance thing. And that's why he's yeah, there. It's like
1: that's why he's there. Yeah, because yeah, he's it's on nice, his quest. It? It's actually. I think, I think we did
0: speculate that when we mentioned yeah. it last week or the week before. It's just but... nice that it's neatly lining up like that. Like that's why he's there. Because it's almost like. Then we're going to do that crossover regardless and then
1: it was like hey let's just make this another stop on his journey
0: yeah like, then they noticed that oh, we're doing a traveling thing with green arrow oh yeah that's half him being gotham at that time that's yeah, yeah that's pretty cool it works uh, also it seems like we're going to get an issue with him and hal which is pretty cool the green and the green teaming up once again uh plus various others so that's pretty cool and then the last page of course the big twist is that in the nine circle not dead moira queen Is alive and she's evil. Presumably. Presumably.
1: Yeah, you won't assume so. They could swear us, but
0: at least right now it it, seems like she's evil.
1: Yeah, he's talking about how. Interestingly, he says that Ollie's father refused the call, so Ollie thinks, oh, his dad was an evil guy and you know he was part of this, but he wasn't. He actually was like he said no. Which is what we learn here.
0: Which will be a nice moment for him when he realises that his entire bloodline isn't completely screwed. I mean, well, it's
1: gonna be it's gonna be really interesting because he would be like, oh, dad wasn't an evil prick. That's fantastic. And it's like,
0: wait a second, mom. <laughs> yeah, but that, that, that at least will be an interesting development for him, and it at least means that Emmy's free from it because they don't share a mom. That's true. So that'll be that'll be yeah. why they don't care about her. Green yeah, circle. That's a good point. To the same extent. Uh, so cool. Yeah, uh, so you yeah, got that. That's Green Arrow. Uh, there's that's a fun issue, uh, setting up a lot of stuff. I'm looking forward to this next arc. Green Arrow's having a hell of a run. Like, it's, I think it's, it's, it's fun to be reflective now that there were 25 issues into these series, and it's like, you know, like it doesn't even seem like there are any any of them are wrapping up the runs. It feels like no, they're going to go out at least another year.
1: That's it. Especially, think there's a couple of them that do it. Green Lanterns as well. We'll talk about that when we get it. But that and this issue, it feels like right. Okay, we've had the first year will take 25 to go this is what you can get expect in the next year this is yeah. you know this is kind of the rebirth issue
0: 2.0 almost which is much better than rebirth issue one It is, because but it, it, some of
1: them were a bit flawed and some of them were just the start yeah. of a story arc and this almost is just the start of an arc
0: yeah but that's okay because it it's, it it's yeah. just the next issue
1: <laughs> right exactly but I just mean in the same sense where that, that issue was essentially going right this is the story this is what we've got for a year yeah and this is now right, this is the next year.
0: It's pretty exciting, um, and it makes me excited to catch up on Aquaman, actually, and see what that's doing going forward, Let's see that seemingly, since it's seemingly getting some of its mojo back. And yeah,
1: I'd like to try and find some time to do it myself, but I'm not entirely sure if i will have I've got a month, so maybe I will.
0: Yeah, maybe no. you will. Maybe you'll have time. Alright, that'll take us on to Green Lanterns, number 25, Sam Humphrey's writing, Robson Rocha on art. Uh, once again, this, this return to the colouring that I really liked from like four issues ago, five issues ago, whatever it was.
1: Yeah, and I'm going to say I had a problem with it at the time because it was in the middle of an arc and it felt strange. But yeah, here, yeah. where they go into this new location, so mysterious, you know, Vault of Shadows, I love it in this issue.
0: Yeah, I love the art in this issue. I love the colouring aspect. I mean, obviously, Rob Hawk yeah. has been doing the art in this on and off for a long time, and he's always been dependable, but the colouring just makes it... Oh, it f- does, and,
1: and like I said, I think it, it, I did have a problem with it before where where it was in the story but here i think it works fantastically.
0: Yeah, i'm really really into it. Uh it's 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 the way it's a bit more muted which i like. I, I think Green Lanterns could play not just this book but just Green Lantern in general could play with different color sort of palettes a little bit more. I mean i know obviously greens always going to be there but it doesn't have to always be the exact same shade of bright green. You know, you can yeah. have it be a bit darker, you can have it be a bit more muted. Uh, in this case, it's a bit more sort of shaded kind of thing, which I like. It's not, uh, which maybe goes against a little bit the idea that it's it's been made of light. But honestly, I'm okay. <laughs> like I'm okay with that that idea. It do, it does look more like actual fabric, especially where
1: it seems to like crumple around them at times.
0: Which, as much as that doesn't make sense, I kind of like it looking like that more.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean.
0: I don't know why I just. I guess, I mean, it's not to the same extent, but it's kind of like how in the movie it's like, oh, it's all CG, and I'm like, no, I'd rather it was just in a suit, (laughs) Even if it makes sense that it's made of light and it's therefore kind of fake-looking. I will
1: say, as much as I love the art in this issue in general, I think there's a few times where the faces are a bit strange.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: There's a, you know that bit where Jessica and Simon are sat on the stairs?
0: And they're reminiscing about all the things that are missing from Earth.
1: Yeah, Jessica's face—the top left panel of that—is just—it looks strange. Just doesn't look right.
0: Uh, I think it's mostly fine. I think the only problem with it is—is it looks like she's got like uh, also like she's doing this with her tongue. And apologies for the audio; listeners, you won't get to see this, but also like she's got something in her mouth. Uh, yeah, yeah. It uh, I, I, I can see what you mean there. I like a lot of it though. Uh, the first part moment's quite good. Uh, all the rest of it. I like that they're reminiscing about, because like, they're not used to being in space for that long, so yeah, this is the so first they've... time they've been out, and they're they're kind of looking back on it. Uh, they they run into a, a guardian of this this vault of shadows uh, called Tyrionar, uh, if I'm saying that right. It's got an apostrophe. I was saying Tyranar Tyranar, Tyrana. Tyrana. yeah, there you go. Yeah. I can see that. Uh, but he uh, he actually realizes that that Rami is not Rami. He can sort of sense that he's not quite him. Uh, but yeah. Rami shuts him up quite quickly or volsum shuts him up quite quickly I should say uh, we get a flashback to him getting his first ring because he's one of the original seven and we also get a flashback to I presume the ring that is now on Jessica's finger like
1: uh, that that was the assumption I made as well uh,
0: maybe it's just because the, the alien looks kind of like Jessica similar haircut kind of similar face yeah different colour obviously because she's an alien but uh, kind of similar character yeah uh, with kind of brainiac looking dots actually in her head now I'm looking at her yes, clone. yeah she's a
1: kaluan yeah
0: but yeah so we get a little bit more on her hers is more interesting because the, uh, the t- tyrant guy he he was just kind of almost being executed in, in the he escapes and in their comes. whereas she we get the sense that she's she's constantly losing jobs she can't keep a job she's always having money troubles uh, and we see that she has some tension with her parents because she thinks her parents are against her being in a gay relationship but uh, I mean the mother tries to like say that's not the case at the last second but uh, I think hers is the most interesting flashback I mean I've enjoyed most of them but they've all up until this point they've all been in, in like a sort of kind of crisis moment where they're all like fearing for their lives or they're all doing this kind of thing whereas with her it feels like it's not, it's just a slice of life
1: Yeah it's a more personal yeah. sense of, you know like, like it's all obviously it's still willpower independent yeah, yeah. Obviously, but uh, for her, it feels like, I know, it's a personal bit, which is why I think you're linking it to Jessica, as well yeah. as, you know, this is the, the, the female character. It's a similar sort of thing where she's going through a personal crisis rather than a big end-of-the-world thing.
0: Yeah, which Jessica's shown to have more trouble with. So, uh, yeah, it's the math that links her to her quite well. Uh, but Volthoom gets his, gets his ring back, and he, he comes out, and he reveals himself to the Lanterns, and he's, like, back to sort of looking like he should look uh, with his more human-looking form. Yeah, he actually leaves Rami,
1: because Rami's still there on the floor.
0: Yeah, he's sort of lying there, uh, thing, And Simon go- goes to fight him, and he actually overloads Simon's ring, and his ring breaks. It's actually a really nice two-page spread.
1: Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh,
0: and them screaming, like Simon holding his hand in pain uh, is pretty cool stuff. Because, obviously, the framing device of this issue is that Simon, just before this, wrote a letter to his brother-in-law Uh, apologising for not being a friend and not being around and promising that he'd be there for his birthday uh, which which passes as he's here and we see like on earth like him crumple up the letter and be like no he's no friend of mine anymore and it's like it has this sad kind of undertone throughout the entire issue because that's what frames it
1: yeah Uh, I just want to say on that page where the the ring breaks Mm -hmm. uh, it's I think we're going forward we're going to have him without a ring because we get that shot where he, you know, he's holding his arm and the tattoo, which I'll be honest, I can't remember what it says. I'm sure it's told us at some point. Yeah. Um, that lights up and it looks like the little green fragments of the ring almost go into it. And it's like maybe that'll be his ring going yeah. forward.
0: I'd like him to be gimped though until he gets a ring again properly. Like... You know, like yeah. he has to cope with the fact that he can't just make constructs like he could before.
1: Yeah, I think, I think it could be really interesting. It'll mean he'll have to do things differently, and it'll yeah. be it'll really change it up for him to be forced. Something. If it was kind of what the last arc was getting at. Like, you need to try and do things differently. But I think forcing him into that situation will be interesting.
0: Yeah, I like that as well. I also liked it, because I actually immediately thought, wait, will he be able to breathe, breathe here? In the next page, it actually showed you a panel of him like holding his throat, and it's like, yeah, uh, insufficient oxygen for human respiration. Simon suffocating. Uh, I like yeah. that. And what I liked about after this though, and this is probably my favourite chunk of the issue, is uh, Volthoom tries to take control of uh, Jessica's ring because part of the the travel lantern that his power comes from uh, is inside the ring, and it starts kind of like contradicting the actual ring, and the, the ring like talks back to Jessica. Says, no, there's something else in here. There's like fragments of this travel lantern, and it's trying to take control. But then her willpower wins and she fights it. To the point where we start getting the uh like the, the two different commands. Like the travel art says it's activating, but then we see Green Lantern Ring activating and they overlap. Like it shows yeah. that they're fighting for power and attention. But uh Jessica like finds the willpower and she 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 wins. Uh, but because the travel art was already initiating, uh, it sends Simon and Jessica this is the cliffhanger at the end of this issue it sends them somewhere. Presumably back towards uh Volthum's homeworld. I'm gonna say it goes to the past. What's to the well? Yeah, it could could be the past as well. Well, well,
1: based on Tyranner, he said, "Ah, you know, it's like, ah, it's good to see you again, my old friends. It's been so long." So I got the impression they're going to the past and they're gonna have an adventure with him when he was younger.
0: Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's good, good, good catch.
1: Yeah, I also think it's really interesting. Like, what's kept him alive? Because he's a Tamaran. We 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 see that that's the planet. I didn't think they lived that long. I mean, I know. They they presumably live a while. I
0: think the obvious guess would just be the ring.
1: Yeah, yeah, it could be.
0: I think that'd be the obvious guess. No, that's a very good point. Uh, I wonder if that's where they'll go first, though. I feel like this next arc might be them going through time and places. Yeah, it could be. Uh, And I feel like, because it was programmed to go to... Because that's where he wanted to go. He wanted to go home. Yeah, he he said
1: Earth 15, was it?
0: Yeah. So I feel like maybe that's even where they are at the end here is that that world doesn't exist anymore because they look all kind of distorted and they're like being pulled in different directions and there's fragments of things and do, do you know what i do
1: find interesting he says oh you know travel out and activate it," and she he says go to earth 15 and she just says ring get me and simon out of here she doesn't say where yeah so technically by taking if it just took her to earth 15 it would be following the order
0: Yeah, but obviously it left him behind, which is not going to please Volthum very much. Yeah. Uh, But no, I I enjoy it. I'm actually, I like him with this going. I I think it feels like a big story. It feels like it's what it's been building up to since kind of just after the first arc. So for most of the year, it's been building to this story.
1: Yeah, that first arc, it really feels kind of redundant. I mean, we didn't really like it much at the time anyway. And. The problem was, I go, oh, it was setting up Jessica and Simon and their parent, But it didn't really, did it? It did a little bit, but we got far more of that afterwards.
0: Yeah. It, it really feels like ever since then, because that's when we introduced Rami, and everything from Rami and Volthoom has been building all year till this. This is where we've been le- leading to. Uh, yeah. Which is cool, because it feels climactic. It feels like we're getting to the big meat of the, the run. Uh, whether this is getting towards the end of the run, whether this is the, the start of the second full year of the run whatever it is
1: yeah it feels like it feels like that was act one though like it feels yeah. like that's you know like all right act one so act two starts with the the villainous reveal also I, the reason why i think we'll
0: be moving around uh and i i get the time thing especially since i feel like the reason why we got all those flashbacks is because they're going to meet those first seven lanterns as a unit yeah that that's why i
1: thought when it when, it, when he says oh my friend i think they're going to go back to that first seven and yeah. do stuff because well,
0: they've spent the t- I don't know if we've been introduced to all seven of them but we've definitely been introduced to at least four at this point maybe five
1: uh, well we had two in this one
0: two in this one and I can think of at least two from the last I can think of two issues. others.
1: Yeah, so at least four
0: yeah so I feel like they've, they've spent that time introducing them it feels like that's for a reason it's because we're going to actually meet them all as a team I,
1: I would assume so yeah. yeah Uh,
0: so that's cool but no, this is exciting this is a
1: fun I, I think it's the best issue this has had in a while I don't know. I've been enjoying it I think it's been solid yeah but I think this this stepped it up and went right. This is what this this is building to. Here, get excited for what can come next.
0: I agree. I mean, it's it's a weird thing not to spoil my my rankings later, but like it's a, it's a weird thing where I'm like, yeah, Green Lanterns was better than Superman this week. I agree with that. It, it, it was like it's, it's kind of stepped up, so that's exciting. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to be excited for a Green Lantern book. Uh, so go go go! All right, that'll uh, take us on. To Nightwing number twenty-three, Tim Seeley writing, uh, Meng Jung on art, and this is the the next part of this arc, or was it the first part? It's the second part. It's the second part. We already had the first one with Blockbuster. Yeah. That's right. Uh, but basically, yeah, uh, Desmond, the the current Blockbuster, basically makes his pitch to Nightwing because he obviously we ended the last issue with him being like, yeah, I want your help, or I've got have a job for you, or whatever he said. Uh, it turns out that he he at least appears at this point to be wanting to clean up the streets and he's not happy that Tiger Sharks like flooding the streets with these weapons and all the rest of it. Uh, obviously at the end of the issue it turns out to be a, a con and he's actually luring Wayne into this trap and this this cool abandoned ship out in this little island yeah. uh, to test all the weapons. We have all these like list and D-list villains around that are here to buy the guns which is a, a fun fun notion. But uh, no. Uh, other than that though, we had, had a really fun sequence uh, where Wayne deals with this, this weird robot lady yeah and it
1: it was just typical dick in the sense that he's like hey I should learn some new skills how about a forklift operator
0: yeah and he just yeah he pilots the forklift for a second uh, actually my favourite line of that whole thing is because the guys who've got it uh, just kind of bought it from somewhere shady he's like oh it fell off the back of a truck but it, now it's chasing them down to try and kill them and as he, as he like, saves them he says run take everyone you see with you and in the future don't buy strange robots I love that line it's good. That's a good line. Yeah. Uh no, it's, it's, it's it's kind of a fun issue. It's keeping the art going. Uh, it, it brings back in the Viboda a little bit. it gives us a scene with her to just again reestablish what their relationship is as a sort of you know, it's, it's very much not Batman and Gordon. This is a cop who doesn't really like him, will only work with them when it benefits her. Yeah, uh, at least for now. And she also when, when he hands over a bit of paper with a couple of like corrupt cops on it, she scrunches it up as if she's like, I'm not interested, I'll protect them. Because they're my blood. You know I was thing. almost
1: surprised that we didn't have a scene after after he left with her opening it back up and looking at it. Mm, yeah. I feel like that's... You know, it's the sort of thing where she's, she's put on the front, I don't trust you, but she's not stupid enough to ignore it entirely.
0: Yeah, I feel like her long-term arc might be that she... doesn't become like a Gordon entirely, but I feel like she will maybe... She will be a more moral person by the, the end of this tenure yeah. on the book. Like, she, yeah. she will have a growth herself... As we go. Uh, Sean and Dick have an interesting scene. They, uh, this,
1: uh, yeah, this is my, my favourite stuff of the book. And it's probably my favourite stuff of the, the series in general at the minute is their relationship.
0: Yeah, because we are first we struggling with uh, running this, this support group again. And Dick comes in and she's kind of pissed at him that he's not went for the job interview. She's like, oh, we talked about this, Dick, blah, 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 blah. And... He's like, why? Why do you need? Why is this so important to? you? And now, obviously, in the real world, this is important to everyone because everyone needs money. But in this scenario, why is this important to you? Uh, like, I'm not just going to run off, kind of thing. And she's concerned that he's too relieved that she wasn't pregnant. And yeah. then he reveals that he is kind of relieved, but not for the reason that you think he's relieved. He's relieved because he's worried that any kid they have would learn too much of her anger. Because like, he talks about how he makes a, an important part of his life for it not to be defined by tragedy, despite the fact that, you know, how he became Robin was started that way. He tries to live in a more sort of upbeat way. But she still has all this anger from being this criminal side kicking all the rest of it. And we see this moment at the end where the pigeon calls her and she accepts the call and you're kind of worried, like, mm, is she going to maybe, maybe not go straight back to being a criminal, but is she going to rekindle that relationship and what is that going to lead to? Because she maybe feels...
1: I th- I think that's it. it's the it's the most real this book feels. Obviously, that's a strange thing to say, anyway, because it's you know it's all superheroes. Yeah, but this really grounds it, and because it does feel like a very real relationship.
0: It does, it does, um, and it does make me think. Oh yeah, this isn't going to be a like a forever thing. Like this is maybe a relationship that is going to be ultimately doomed. And which kind of makes or or make me
1: sad because I I really really like this relationship.
0: Yeah. But what I like what I like about that though is that it's it's made us care about it. But yeah. at the same time I kind of accept if the ultimate intention is to sort of have it be like a, a lesson for Dick and and how it and how it crumbles, like is it his yeah. fault? Is it her fault? What does he learn from it? Like I,
1: I, uh, I get it. I I see the story potential, but I'll yeah. still be upset when it ends.
0: Yeah. So uh no, so it's a really... It's, it's definitely the most interesting scene of the issue. Uh, the rest of it's fun, of course. In fact, I want to mention one of the criminals that... The first criminal that he interacts with at this sort of... Uh, oh. Arms deal, if you want to call it that, is uh, Skyhook, who's the villain right now in Superwoman. So there's a little bit of... Oh, just yeah. Yeah, you've seen him over there. You see him here yeah, through. you got you got Vertigo in there. Yeah, yeah. Is that a shadow up in the back?
1: Where am I looking?
0: Up in, up in the perch. He's got a bow and arrow.
1: Up on the perch...
0: And Double Pitch yeah. Bread.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm looking. Oh, the other side. I was looking on the the, the perch on the left. Oh,
0: dear. Uh, yeah, I think it
1: might yeah.
0: be. Yeah, okay. Just. But yeah, so that was yeah. the cliffhanger. Dixon, the the Den, and that's, that's him. He needs to get out of it. <laughs> Classic yeah. cliffhanger,
1: basically. Do you know, I have one query about this book. Uh, early on, when uh-huh. the, him and Blockbuster are talking, uh, so obviously, Blockbuster is back to his normal self, but he starts transforming, and then he he takes a drop of something and then goes back to normal. Yeah. So is
0: he permanently, like, is he permanently Blockbuster, and then he takes something to look normal? I think that's what that's what it's implying. Maybe because the version he has that his brother doesn't, it works the opposite way, where he has to yeah. take something to be normal again.
1: Yeah, it it just never said anything because we don't see it the first time we just because obviously we open and he looks normal
0: or has, or has um, it always been like a jekyll and Hyde thing where well like, did the original blockbuster turn back to be normal i can't remember if he did i feel like he was always just the big grunt after uh, that
1: yeah i i thought maybe it was something he took and it made him into that like it was a ceremony to that activated it at the time so like he chose to become it not chose to stop
0: yeah but the original blockbuster did he ever stop though at all i'm not sure I I don't know if he did. In my memory, I can't remember him ever becoming can't normal again. not remember then. it, but yeah. I feel I feel like he was always just a big grunt, whereas this blockbuster seems to have like a have a have a thing that he takes that makes him be normal again for x amount of time.
1: Yeah, so I think it's interesting.
0: Hmm? But we can also see that he's smarter as blockbuster as well. He's not a big oh, dumb guy. So yeah, it, it, there's some differences there. Makes maybe it makes him more of a foe, uh, beyond than the, just the the big grunt. You know, smashy smashy, great yeah. backs, all that kind of thing. Uh so so that's Nightwing. Uh which I thought I thought was a a, a fine issue. Uh
1: yeah, I, I thought it was a good issue elevated by the, the scene with Sean.
0: Yeah, it it wasn't one of the standout issues, but it was kind of another solid issue in the run that you know is keeping things moving along. Yeah. Um so cool. Uh that'll take us on to Batwoman number four. Uh, Margaret Bennett and James Tynion the fourth on the writing and Steve Epteen on Art. This ended up being the finale of this opening arc. Uh, the many arms of death which basically concludes with a giant fight between batwoman and knife and the sort of the catacombs of the of the island as the as all the sort of the warlords sort of make sure that the the actual bombs can't go off uh with an emp and whatnot uh which leads to probably my favorite sequence in the book which is when the lights all go out and there's no lighting anymore and it's like it's mid-fight and batwoman's like you have no idea how dark it can get and then the art is it like all goes oh, dark it's,
1: it's fantastic the art isn't inc- good i mean we always say that in this yeah. book because epting is fantastic but that page where she's like, i was forged by fire
0: and oh, it all yeah, comes yeah.
1: in is just incredible
0: yeah she, she likes everything around her on fire to sort of make her point more dramatic <laughs> uh, hey hey we know the bat family like their theatrics they do they do uh we open with a little bit of teasing from the the, the creepy twins uh about their boss and kind of i'm still yeah, you know, obviously at the end it's even more heavily implied, but I've been saying from the start, Sophia is the, the head honcho of all this. Yeah. Well, it turns out, maybe not the corporation though, it turns out, because the corporation seems to be working for the many arms of death, I think Sophia is now the head of the many arms of death. She she is the, the chief arm. Yes. Or the head. Maybe. The head that controls she's, all the arms. Maybe she's the body in the centre. But we got a little bit of Knife's backstory, we see her in different locations, different time periods, and that she was really close with Sophia, and then it was basically a jealousy with Kate coming in, and she calls it what that red, that red creature came in like a skulking fox. I mean, uh, some
1: strong language there.
0: Yeah, full on jealousy. Aye. Red creature. Yeah. You? I'm talking about
1: you. Uh, yeah, I know you were. <laughs> Choosing yeah. not to acknowledge it.
0: Yeah, uh, no. I really can't go over how good that, that fight in the dark is though. It's really, really yeah. good stuff. Uh which is which is the bulk of the issue and we we kinda obviously there's some interesting teas at the end. She all they kinda she kinda wins the fight but knife kinda goes away and was like, Yeah, there's many arms of death. I'm gonna go and because like, even though they've beaten the corporation and have kept the island, this many arms of death are going to keep coming. They're gonna come back stronger and that's kinda setting up the main foe for the book, sort of as a, on a larger scale for a long time. So Yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. Um Kate owns the the bar, the Rose, or whatever it's called, Desert Rose, and she uh, gives it over to one of the warlords to run because she can't stay here. She's got Batwoman to go off and do. Um, interestingly, Julia does not approve of one of her EMPs being handed over to crime lords. And, I mean, Kate kind of jokes, "Are oh, are not going to tell Batman about all this stuff, are you? Uh, but we do see that she is actually in communication, presumably with Batman, because she, she says to him, and this is all it text. She's like typing it to someone. Uh, she didn't kill, but the allies she's chosen are professional killers, warlords, and tyrants, criminals. Permission to initiate Plan B. So Julia is spying on Batwoman for Batman. Yeah. To well, make sure well,
1: Yeah. She's, that's
0: the assumption. That's the assumption, at least at this point. Uh, she's reporting back to him uh, with. I, I guess it's maybe just a sign that Batman doesn't fully trust her to operate in her, if, under if, his code. If it's
1: not, if it's not Batman, it's Alfred. Yeah, yeah, it could be true. I could see that. Because, you know, like Alfred has this whole thing where he just cares about the whole family. Yeah, yeah. Well, now I feel like Bruce would be maybe a little bit more disinterested. He's like, no, Kate can do her own thing, because she always has.
0: What is plan B, though, I wonder? That's
1: a good question. I also want to call up this stupid-as-shit monitor again. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also, the fact that it, it's so stupid that they know it's stupid
0: that they've got regular monitors underneath it. Go on, explain just for people who don't remember what is stupid about the monitor.
1: It's a stupid bat, just have a regular shape. That <laughs> you can't see normal stuff on that thing. It's just, ugh, it's irritating
0: pretty funny uh yeah we get a final page again teasing who the the, the lead of these this many uh, arms of death are and we just see the roses which implies that it probably is sophia but with no conform- confirmation it
1: is and but my thing is the way they keep her in shadows and they hide it but they're like oh it was this was my message with the the rose and it feels like maybe they're swerving it because
0: yeah I, it, yeah because before when i was predicting it it was kind of like oh they've actually told us anything i'm just making that prediction because it seems like the obvious thing to do uh, whereas now they're actually teasing it, makes me think, oh, maybe it's going to be a swerve.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm wondering if this is someone else who knows about her and is like, I'm using this rose to lure her out because she thinks that's what'll work. Yeah, maybe. but it's not actually Sophia. I don't know. I just feel like it was. It was strange to keep her in shadows when it feels that obvious.
0: Yeah, Batman's really good though. Like, I'm really enjoying the plot. The art's fantastic. Uh, so far, it's really turned into a, a nice, solid keeper.
1: Absolutely, it's been fantastic.
0: So, no, I I recommend it. And uh, I'll take us on to Super Sons number five, Peter J. Tamasi, uh, writing and Alison Borges on art, uh, replacing the usual uh, Jimenez, who's usually on it. Um, I said I didn't really notice it all that much, though. They, they, they she kept a very similar style throughout. Uh,
1: I did not get around to reading this one.
0: Oh no, you did. Yeah. So yeah, just a, just not an agree. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, I'll have a flick through. See if it looks the same. <laughs> uh, just so you can argue with me but, no, uh, no no
1: no it looks pretty similar
0: but uh, yeah so basically this is, basically both of them are in trouble because of the, they snuck off and did the whole thing in the first arc and john has been forced to do his chores but without using his powers uh, so there's some fun Lois shouting at him and all the rest of it and then eventually he gets pissed off and runs away because he feels like he's, he's, not, he's not been treated properly. And he's, he's mainly he's pissed off that they're moving because they're, they're sort of prepping to move to Metropolis. So he's not very happy. He's losing all his friends. He has to hide more because he's, you know, he's in the middle of a city. All that kind of thing. Still so no
1: mention of Cathy in this one, I take it.
0: Uh, no mention of Cathy, but he runs off. He, he, he just says that he'll, he'll miss all his friends. So yeah. arguably she would be included in that. So he runs off to Gotham into the Batcave and Damien immediately attacks. He's like intruder alert and he throws batarangs at him. And he's like, it's me, you idiot. Uh, and he's like, no, nah, no, nah, you could be one of those uh, robot duplicates that, you know, from last time. And he pokes him in the face. So those, again, there's some fun interaction with them uh, getting on each other's nerves. They end up fighting again. Uh, no doubt because Damien says something to piss him off. Uh, as is typical.
1: Uh, that's usually what happens in this book, isn't it?
0: Yeah. If I've got any complaints, is that the fighting goes on maybe a bit too long. And... But it's like, whatever. It's basically a one-shot like, sort of leading to how they're allowed to keep functioning as they are. Because basically what happens is Alfred comes in with two plates of food. So he already knows. Like, Alfred's smart. He, he does. He's well Alfred, aware.
1: This is what I was just saying, uh, you know, on the last book. Alfred's he's, he's on everything.
0: Yeah. And here's the best thing. So they hear Alfred coming. So Damien's like, hide, quick. And John hides. And my favourite page, my favourite moment in this book is alfred's got the two plates of food and he says hmm i cannot believe my life has come to a place where i have to say this and then you turn the page and he says would you please step out of the dinosaur's buttocks and then on the panel it where john's hiding you can just see the cape sort of coming down from the dinosaur's ass it's it's beautiful (laughs) it is the most i laughed this week
1: it sounds fantastic i can't wait to read this issue
0: yeah. And then, then he starts talking to the kids, and he's like, You know, I remember when uh, your fathers didn't get on so well. But in time, they eventually saw I.T.I. they got a nice little page. that There's a nice uh, homage to uh, Hush. Uh, you remember the big two page spread from Hush where Batman punches Superman? Yeah. It was basically that, but with the new 52 it fits uh, here. And it's basically as Alfred's telling them, oh, they eventually learn to work together. They've had their differences. And Batman and Superman eventually show up. And. Uh, they basically say it's time for you to, to actually go out and be, be on your own and actually have your own adventures, you're getting to that age where we can't just protect you all the time, you have to go out and do things so the rules are that you have to be together No, no, go off on your own John but you can go and do stuff with Damien and be be your own heroes and that was a funny moment where he's like now I just have to sell Lois on that idea and then <laughs> Batman's like yeah good luck with that Kent and it's funny though because at one point because they're talking about who would win in a fight uh, and someone, one of them says, oh, "Have you ever, have you never been curious as to uh, which one of you would win in a fight?" And, like Batman's pouring a glass of milk as like Superman's eating bread, sandwich, something. I don't know what it is. Uh, but he's like, "Hey Clark, have you? Uh, hey Bruce, have you ever thought who who would win in a fight?" And he's like, "Me, but I'm stronger and I can fly." Huh? Me. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's the, it's the, basically the best part of this book is the, is the fun banter between. Yeah. Between the kids, but also Batman and Superman. But that that really that was another good funny moment. Uh, I also another really great moment when they first show up. Actually, when Batman and Superman both shop in the cave, Batman cracks a couple of lines about, "Oh, I'm glad we got here before you blew up my cave." Uh, but he Damien gets all pissed. He's like, "Diabolical! How would you like it if I followed you everywhere and listened to all your conversations?" And then Batman just goes, "You do." <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Nah, oh, no, proper good stuff. Uh, I was all into this. So yeah, basically, uh, so. They, they they head out and uh, they, they they just they, they they reference the first issue again because uh, he says remember what I said to you when we first went out after Kid Amezo, and he says ask for forgiveness not for per- permission and the final page is just a, it's just a just a one page a full page spread of them like you know uh, Robin's on his grapple hook Superboy's jumping moons in the sky that's 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 it we've set it up they're going off on their adventures now that's a
1: t- team formed essentially
0: yeah uh, they're saying next teen titans so it seems like john's going to meet the teen titans in the next arc so looking forward fun. to that uh but no solid fun book uh still loving it great stuff hmm. uh, yeah i have any complaints it's maybe just that the actual fighting part of it uh was like okay i know it's not a real fight i've seen them fight already no, uh, no. what you do, saying it, saying here is just come on give me more banter Pretty, pretty much. Like we didn't the actual there's a there's a whole two page spread of them fighting after a single page of it. I'm like alright, it's not a real fight. There's no it, it's funny to see them throw punches, but like it was just too much. But that that is like it's a small complaint. The rest of it yeah. was was good good fun, so good stuff. That'll take us on to Trinity number ten, uh Francis Manipal writing, Francis Manipal well everything, basically. Uh <laughs> just just Francis Manipal. Uh, and This is kind of continuing Dead Space arc, which is basically monsters are on the watchtower, it's starting to plummet towards Earth, there's this other alien showed up saying we have to kill it, and some of the Justice League have been taken over by these monsters and some of them haven't been, and that's kind of what's going on.
1: Yeah, I just want to say on the, the, the title, I love the, the title page and how the title's written, I think I said this on the last issue as well, but I just love how it forms part of the scene rather than just being words on top of it.
0: That's very manipulative. I remember him doing that a lot in Flash.
1: It is, but I always love it. I think I don't see it done enough, or at least not done well enough.
0: Yeah, uh, the, it's notably split into kind of thirds with the narration. The first thirds, uh, Wonder Woman narrating, and she's talking to this new alien dude that's showing up and trying to tell them that they have to kill everyone uh, so that they can save the Earth. Uh, and then it switches over, I think, to Batman next, who's talking about how how he's trying to like work with the Flash to take down Aquaman. Because at one point uh, they managed to just about get Aquaman to break out. Like they, they kind of open up the the demon alien mask thing, and you yeah. see him almost getting out. because they, they, they can tell that they're holding back. Like because Batman's like he should have killed me. Like with his strength, he, I should be dead. But he's fighting back. Or Flash is that. Whoever he's grabbing. Um, but yeah. So that was kind of it. It's it's, it's basically that's the whole issue. It's just it's them all kind of fighting, try to get control of the station. Superman's trying to like. Stop the station from plummeting into earth with his strength, as he that does. Is
1: possibly the highlight of the issue for me, him out there, just the, those panels of him just trying to hold it back and going you know, like, think about John and Lois.
0: Yeah, it's a great, it's a great Superman page where he's just trying to lift something heavy. It's just yeah, it's just just to test of strength. Uh, and we find it was a bunch more of these aliens, and then the the big cliffhires that Wonder Woman gets taken over by uh, to be well, the to be the queen, to be the queen with these big tusks, which yeah. is.
1: I, I really love the the design it looks fantastic
0: yeah that's basically it. it's really a simple issue uh yeah which is fine because honestly with manapol i'm here for the art and the story is okay like it's kind of just like a generic justice league story it is it is but it's it is elevated by the art isn't it it is um i will say this though i basically did decide this week that once this manapol arc's done i'm probably just going to drop this book mainly because i'm not really interested in what what the uh, rob williams story is going to be afterwards and honestly even the Manipul stuff like i like it like the art's fun but like i wasn't in love with the first arc either yeah i'm going to finish uh, this one because i've started it but i think i'm done with. Uh, the i would definitely
1: that. have finished this just because i will buy anything that Manipul draws like that's it i'm there mm-hmm. but after that when, when he's not there and i was i'm kind of like yeah i like the trinity of magic i'd like to see them but then i go I do not give a shit about anything else in that plot.
0: The, the the Red Hood Trinity, which, by the way, if a second person picks the Perkin Patreon to make Connor read a book, that's uh, something you could make him read, <laughs> is, is the Red Hood section of Trinity. Um, That'd be a dick move. That would, that would be pretty funny.
1: I, I, I did have a, a, a one major problem with this issue, actually. Oh, go on. Um, you know the bit where Batman's carrying Cyborg out of the ship? Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Batman, he, w- he was talking to himself a lot, and it felt a little strange. Like He was really over-narrating what he was doing. Yeah, He was like, oh, these bombs, are, these explosives will just about get us through the floor. And, I don't know, I felt like there was just too much talking from Batman at that bit.
0: Maybe he was trying to comfort Cyborg because Cyborg was helpless. He was trying to make him feel better.
1: Yeah, maybe.
0: Keeping him updated on what he's doing, talking him through it. just so that he's... Yeah, it
1: could be. It, it just felt like a lot. I, and yeah, that's fair. I, I,
0: I guess I just felt
1: like I didn't really need it because the art was selling me on so much of what was going on anyway that it seemed like it was, yeah, you know, just too much.
0: I think my only question is that Batman's not got a breathing apparatus on, and there's parts of that that genuinely look like he's outside in space.
1: Yeah, that is true. That was that was my other thing,
0: which I thought was a bit weird. And I, I'm just assuming that he's not. It's like just a big window or something, but. Yeah,
1: I think once you get to the the page after that, you know where all the tentacles come through. Yeah, at that point it becomes clear that it was a big window. Actually, like you can see it.
0: I want to say how much me and Batman are aligned on our thoughts because a couple of weeks ago in the Wonder Woman annual, Batman said he hated he hated magic. Yeah. I also hate magic. In this issue, Batman says the line, "I hate tentacles." I also hate tentacles. Me and Batman are like peas in a pod. We we are so close. We're like bros. We're bat bros. Aye,
1: aye very good. <laughs>
0: He's speaking to me. That's that's two things enough in a, in a space of a few weeks.
1: Uh, they're making Batman relatable for you. Yeah, they?
0: they really are. Yeah, I, I hate technicals, I hate magic. This yeah, you know stuff. how
1: everyone always says, oh, Batman's the most relatable because he's a person," and he's not really because of you know all the the actual tragic origin that he goes through oh, he's makes him probably the least relatable. Yeah, makes him probably the least relatable of of the big heroes.
0: Well, I don't know if he's less relatable than Superman, <laughs> but I think he is. Oh, let's not get into this. That's, that's, no, no, we, no, no, we, we could spend an hour talking look, about this. I know,
1: I know. No, no. I'm just ignoring like powers and non-powers, just based on you know, personality and you know what they try and do, and then their their history. I think Superman's more relatable as a family upbringing versus Batman's.
0: I don't know because I, th- I think because Superman always tries to be the better person. I feel like, which is a good thing. I'm not complaining about that. But I feel like Batman is arguably a bit more relatable, just in the sense that he gets obsessed with what he's doing. And that feels you know, more normal to me because I get obsessed with things. Not, not crime fighting. I get obsessed with completing a video game and then I do nothing but complete that video game. But at least on a core level, I I I can relate to that.
1: <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I forgot what my point was going with that anyway. But I think I was just saying it's interesting that this is how they've decided to make him relatable to you.
0: Yeah, Tentacles
1: yeah. And, and magic.
0: If it's Seriously, if he says in the next issue that he hates mayonnaise,
1: oh. <laughs> we <are like> st- <laughs> to be honest, if we were going to get that, that would have been in the issue, you know, where we had all the Bat family going out, and they, they had the, the burgers.
0: Uh, ah, yeah, yeah. That's where
1: we'd have got it if we were going to get that.
0: They disappointed me. It sure says, yeah. it sure had a line saying he hated me, and is sure, he eats burgers with a knife and fork, which is weird, but...
1: But he didn't he didn't have a problem with Mayor. He didn't mention anything. Yeah. Yeah. no, I agree. I agree. It's a shame. Sorry, sorry to disappoint you there. Uh, I'll keep you updated. If he ever mentions it in, in All-Star Batman, then I'll let uh, you know.
0: Very true, very true. Which is funny you bring that up, because that's, that's where we're going next. Yeah. We're going over to All Star Batman number eleven, Scott Snyder writing and Raphael Albuquerque on the art, and uh, yeah, I didn't read this because I stopped reading this like six issues ago or something like that. So by all means, Scar, take it away. All right,
1: this issue, fantastic, by far the best this series has been, like far and away. It's it's all narrated by Alfred, again like obviously that's the the whole story is the the first ally. It's all this is Alfred's story really. Oh, okay. It's. We're watching events happen to Bruce, but we're not really following him for the most part, and we're all inside Alfred's head. It starts with um, Alfred Thomas. Do you remember that whole thing Snyder set up in, I think it was Detective 27 in the New 52, where they Jesus had Jesus a...
0: Christ, that's going to be back a bit, but yeah, go on.
1: Yeah, no, because that was that big anniversary issue, if you yeah. remember. And, and Snyder's story in that was the whole, um, every 27 years there'd be a new clone. It's been it's been mentioned right, a few yeah. times since I don't know if you recall it. Uh, so the idea that that Batman would live forever because there'd be another clone of him aye, at, aye. at peak efficiency because he worked out twenty seven years as, you know the max of like that that's his peak.
0: Yeah, I hated that, but continue.
1: Yeah, well he, he mentions <laughs> that, and um, he, he, the the reason he brings it up is he talks about how what he's actually done is he's he's kind of made it so he'll always have an Alfred where he's uploaded a version of alfred's consciousness to a a computer to to make it like a you know a, an ai of uh, alfred yeah, basically
0: a, a jarvis-esque thing yeah
1: pretty much and it, it's the idea that he's saying maybe he's been too much of a crutch he's always made bruce think that he's got a way out because uh, he's always been there for him to to depend on and maybe maybe he's been there too much and that's why bruce is so reckless because he feels alfred's always going to be there to fix him and that's kind of the, the crux of the story where Bruce is still at that pirate base and he, he finds an old grappling hook. It's like this 300-year-old antique. Uh, and he's saying you know, Bruce doesn't see anything. He goes, oh, no, it's fine. But he doesn't. when Alfred looks at it, he looks at it and goes, oh, it's, it's, it's an old rotten rope. It could break at any moment. But Bruce doesn't think about this. And he, thinks, he says that because he thinks that Alfred will be there to catch him sort of thing. And it continues that where Bruce jumps out, he's like, Alfred's like, hey, I'm coming. I'm in a boat, you know, I'm I'm coming. Just wait there. There's there's crocodiles or alligators or whatever it was. The crocodiles in in the water. Uh, Don't don't jump in there. I'm coming. And Bruce is like, nah, it's fine. I've got it. And jumps in. Crocodile bites his arm. We have we have Bruce fighting a crocodile. It is incredible. You kind of you know you want to see that.
0: mm Mhm.
1: Continue. Um, But uh, he doesn't get. Alfred doesn't reach him this time. Instead, he gets picked up by uh, Cobblepot. Uh, Cobblepot, I think, it was Black Mask and Great White. And going back to last issue, you know how I said he was going in pretending to be Hush, uh, and because they knew Hush was pretending to be Bruce Wayne, yeah.
0: Um,
1: they actually think he's Batman pretending to be Bruce Wayne to uh, to be pretending to be Hush. So they don't actually think that Bruce Wayne is Batman. And. Uh,
0: so a bit convoluted but okay well yeah on. yeah but
1: in their minds they're going hey we know hush was being bruce wayne and batman wanted to infiltrate so he did a bruce wayne mask as well okay okay uh, and and they're going hey your bruce wayne's a bit shit you know the the, the usual mm-hmm. but um they basically tell him hey there's a there's a submarine down there uh and it's tiger shark that's, that's got a bunch of stuff. This guy that he's chasing that killed the guy last issue, he's gone down there to Tiger Shark. So you'll want to go and get him down there. So we follow him down there, and he's too late again. And, and I, I assume this is after the, the current arc in Nightwing because it seems like he kills Tiger Shark.
0: Who kills Tiger Shark? Uh,
1: this other guy that, you know, the, the guy he was after. chasing. We, we don't know his name yet.
0: Oh, okay. Hmm.
1: But, um,. I am assuming it plays into Alfred's story because we get more flashbacks to him uh, in his youth. Uh, it first it talks about how when he was when he was a child he really uh, had problems with the fact that his his father was never there. And again it's mirroring this idea that maybe he was there too much for Bruce and it's made him to be reckless, but because his father wasn't there it's made him who a bit more cautious perhaps and that's why he is who he is and obviously he keeps he talks about how he was always annoyed that his father was over with the Waynes and not with him. And he resented that. And uh, eventually he it sh- shows him joining the SAS and going on his missions. Uh, it, it's, it's some really nice sequences of him going on these missions and just, you know, becoming the man who he was in his youth. Hmm. And eventually we get uh, a guy from MI5 come up and be like, Hey, uh, we, we want you to be something more. And Alfred says, uh, become something more, become what? And the guy says, uh, a dark knight of sorts, maybe even a legend. And so it's a bit on the nose and cheesy, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But uh, Alfred's not immediately into it. He's like, you know, I'll I'll let you explain, but I'm not, not promising anything. But, you know, maybe if I can make a difference. Well, I'll see what you have to say. And the guy says, fair enough, but first something has to happen. And then Alfred's like, what? And the guy pulls a gun on him and says this. And that's the end of the issue so presumably they have to fake his death
0: okay right
1: but uh, it's actually really interesting being inside alfred's head for once because i feel like we don't actually see that all that often like we, he's such an integral character in the family and he's always there but whenever inside his head we never get narration from him
0: yeah yeah um cool I, I mean it sounds somewhat interesting but like i i, I just burn out on how snyder writes batman that yeah just... like,
1: that, that's the thing if for this arc there's actually a lot less batman than ever before because it is mostly it's all from alfred's perspective narrating on the actions that bruce is taking Hmm. so there's not much of bruce's you know awkward dialogue there's none of his self-narration like there is no bruce narration at all in this issue so there's none of that to annoy you and then you have albuquerque's art which is just phenomenal. did,
0: did they actually bring up that whole cloning thing
1: they, they they just mentioned it at the start, uh, talking about how Bruce had that plan. He, like, he says he has this plan because he's, he's talking about how Bruce doesn't actually believe in death because he thinks that he can survive forever as, as the Batman through this system. And it doesn't actually go into it any more than that, but it's again Snyder reminding us that he has this plan. And it's been there a while. He keeps every so often he brings it up. And I'm, I feel like he probably has something that he's going to pay off with that. And I'm wondering if it will come up in metal. I hope not. I can see it being a way out of sorts, you know, reactivates all of them or whatever.
0: Um, I just, I've never been I a know. fan of this stupid cloning thing, and I, I...
1: no, I know, I'm not, I'm not in love with it either. I like it here where it's just it's referenced that Bruce has the idea, but he never, he doesn't necessarily do it yet. But he has the idea, and and the idea that he, even even when he's in the future, he still is in his mind. He's going to be dependent on an Alfred. I like that part of it for this story but the idea itself i agree is kind of hokey i, I
0: just I, I just don't like it like you say it's hokey it's it it, is. it's it's over this line where it's just silly like i get the batman he's, he's always preparing and he's always do, but i feel like you no, know, no. he he prepares by having having a legacy by having other people who can take over for him yeah well, that, has... that's what i'd
1: hope i'd hope snyder has maybe realized that i i hope that in metal if this does come up i think my best case scenario is batman has this and he activates it thinking he needs it all but ultimately it'll fail or whatever and it won't be enough and he'll realize no that's not how i'm going to survive that's not how batman will live forever and continue it'll be
0: through my legacy and he'll finally accept the worst case scenario is that he somehow dies but we end up with a clone who's technically still him that is the worst case scenario that I do not want yeah, at all.
1: I, 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 again, I don't know how much you remember all this. He he had all of his memories still. All the memories up to the point of 27 years ago, you know, yeah. when it started. And then he would catch him, up, bring him up to speed before he went off to die, basically. Yeah. Um, and it, it is hokey, and I don't like it either. That, it's, that, that, is, that is something I, I really
0: watched. hoped it was just forgotten after New 52. I really wanted no, nothing to do no. with it. I, I agree, that is... Snyder at his worst, and it's probably the
1: worst idea he had in all of his run, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I I, can't, I, I flat out hate it. There's nothing about it that I even kind of like. I hate no. all of it.
1: Like I said, I like what it's used in this issue for Alfred, but I don't like the idea itself. I just like the, the way it adds to Alfred's story.
0: I I, I hope it's actually just taking care of an all-star at the end of the Like I hope... He just makes the choice to like not use it or something because if it ends up in metal where it's like actually an event where it's affected like it's like oh you're actually bleeding this into something I'm reading stop it that's it
1: because he's he's kind of a very coy about it. like there was that one story in twenty seven but that was just like a little special it was like a backup essentially wasn't it
0: yeah and then then they used it at the end of the the whole super heavy thing where he got his memories back because they were all in the computer.
1: Yeah, but it's very it's very sporadic. Like it's, it's, he's been aware that it's it's there. He keeps every so often he'll prod us and go, "Hey, this is around," but he's never done anything with it, which makes me concerned that metal might be the one where he does. I think that's kind of metal feels like that's going to be his capper on Batman. You know, like that's going to be his thing. Which
0: is really annoying because if I mean so far I mean I've liked the the one one shot we've had of metal so far, but like. If, they, if he ends up using metal to put in more of his bullshit Batman ideas that I don't like, but it's actually going to infect everything else because it's actually the main event it's in worse, the world. Yeah. It is way worse. It'll actually really piss me off. It so.
1: is uh, like I said. There's a best case scenario, which would be okay. I'd be okay with it if that's the if that's what it is for. But worst case scenario is, you know, we have all these Batmans from other Earths or whatever it is that are coming. You know, we don't really know exactly yet, but all these variant Batmans coming invading and if he goes right you, you've got an army of batmen then so will i that's that's worst case scenario i think
0: mm. i don't i do not want to see any batman clones no at all but i'm,
1: but I'm just especially you, you've, you've, you've you've been warned now
0: i don't want to see any batman clones at all and i especially don't want to see one replace him uh like if he makes some clones just to go and die for him uh, i don't like that either but at least they're, they're not like besmirching the actual Batman by having him replaced by a clone, like I don't like any of it. I hate that. Yeah, scene.
1: yeah. I I was fine with the end of Super Heavy. Again, it was annoying that he he brought up his existence, but I was fine with it just being oh the memories are there because it was something he had set up earlier, and that I was okay with that. I mean I, I'm sure you weren't because you really hate that arc in general. But I yeah. I, I was okay with that. It, you know, as a as a use for the 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 cloning thing. Yeah, but, yeah. But I I, I don't really want it in metal either but this is when when I saw it again and like I say I think that was the last time we mentioned it was in the new 52 so I really I'm I'm concerned it's going to pop up
0: let's move on I don't want to talk about this anymore yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's depressing me. Uh, that's uh go on. That's the last book, so we can move on to our best of the week picks and all that. I guess first though, I should bring up patrons' picks from last week. Of course, if you if you sign up on Patreon and become one of our patrons at one dollar or more, you get to submit your favourites in a series of polls every week uh, for the next, and we announce them on the next show. So the, the one for this episode, episode fifty six, will go up before the end of the weekend, and you'll have until basically until we start recording episode fifty seven to vote. Uh, so the the results for last week, for week fifty five, uh, are as follows. The best book. You know what? I'm actually going to go in the opposite order. I feel like I should build up the best book.
1: Yeah, we always do best book last here.
0: Yeah, for 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 us. So yeah, for the patrons, it should be the same. Uh, best cover went to Wonder Woman. Best art went to also Wonder Woman. That makes some sense. Uh, best book cover did go to Dark the Age of the Forge issue one.
1: That's fair, because I think we, we all agreed that didn't deserve that, but we yeah. agreed it deserved Best Book, so... Absolutely. So,
0: no, so, I guess we get to pick ours, but I guess first, I will always start with Matt, since we will get Matt's picks.
1: We uh, do not have his cover, though.
0: He never picked a cover, yeah, so we have to skip his cover, but he does have a panel. His favourite panel of the week was from Superman, actually, it was Superboy Flying, that uh, that one page spread. So, fair enough. Yeah. Do you have a panel? Panel of the week? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm sand between a couple. Do you know what? I'm going to go with. That? I'm going to go with the one in Batwoman that you know, the the fire coming down. It's just an incredible page.
0: Uh, you know, uh, uh, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, the, the,
1: I, uh, it's it's rare this week because I've got like four or five just off the top of my head I could go with. Which usually I'm really picking and choosing, but I'm going to go with that one.
0: That is that's fair. You know, I. This is a struggle this week. There's a couple of things I could pick. I could definitely pick one or two from Batwoman. Uh, there's a lot I could pick from Batman, <laughs> like a lot. Uh, yeah. And I actually, I'm tempted to go with Riddler and the, you know, the, the 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 prison sort of hallway with all the guards. A lot of that stuff is glorious. Um, but I'm, I think I'm going to be a bit more obvious and go for a money shot. And I'm technically cheating and picking two, but the...
1: Uh the, the two double pages. The,
0: the two double pages of the knock-knock and then Joker being who's there. Uh, mainly just because the the feel of going past that page and then actually emulating the, the sense of the camera going across the room, panning across, that feeling, the fact that they made me feel like I was watching that play out that way, yeah. I think was really impressive. And it was this climactic moment because we'd built up of them meeting throughout the entire issue, so so that's my pick that's my pick for panel uh, best cover of the week
1: well that's harder give me a second
0: that's a bit harder uh, Matt didn't pick one obviously so yeah it's down to us I'm just trying to get back to my <laughs> back to uh, my yeah intention. yeah just,
1: uh, just scanning them
0: i I've been quicker just going out of it instead of going to the end of the book but there we go Um do you know, do you know what, what? Uh, go on well, I'm actually going to not pick Batman Uh I could have picked Aquaman, but I'm going to disqualify it I didn't read it, so I'm disqualifying it from the selection. Uh, I'm going to go with Green Arrow. <laughs> you
1: know how we both went, oh, do you know what, uh-huh. at the same time? I was going to say the exact same thing. Yeah, well, I'm not going to go with Batman, I'm going to go with Green Arrow.
0: Because Green Arrow has Ollie sort of on the bike, he's sort of leaning over, and then you get that great like, shot of canary looking over her shoulder with her hair flowing in the light. It's really pretty.
1: Yeah and it's it's Faraiya doing the cover right yeah, that that looks like him.
0: Uh I think I've got it small it, just now yeah, so I can't tell. It,
1: do, but... it doesn't look like Schmidt but it's just an incredible cover.
0: It's glorious stuff. You know, Green Arrow is the one book where the the regular cover is usually much better than the variant. It is like
1: a lot of books I'm like oh that variant and these ones, the variants are good. They're, they're
0: various are fine to good, but actually, to be fair, it's actually 50-50 depending on which one's better. But there's always one that's highly superior to the other. There's never what I feel it's very rare that I look at both covers and go, oh, they're both about the same. Yeah, there's usually yeah. there's usually one that's clearly the better one. Um, there you go, that's covers, So that'll take us on to best art of the week. Uh, this is quick. it's quick. now admittedly highly read Aquaman. This may have been more of a fight. But as it is, and even though Batwoman is typically usually a, a solid contender, I have to go with Jannin on Batman. Do
1: you know what? I'm torn.
0: Oh, what, what are you torn with? I'm
1: torn between Jannin and Albuquerque.
0: Oh yeah, All Star, which I did not read, yeah, which, is, which but... is fair. Do
1: you know what? Seeing as Matt said Batman, I'll I'll go with Batman. I'll give it to Janet.
0: I hadn't revealed that yet, but you're right. Matt, Matt had Matt did say Batman.
1: I forgot, I did not realise you hadn't revealed it, but it tells how much I listen to you, doesn't it?
0: Oh, it <laughs> really does. Top fives, we'll go with Matt's first.
1: <laughs> yeah, I need time to think about this.
0: Go with Matt's first. At number one, Matt has Batman, which tells you how much he liked that. So that's, yeah. that is that is saying something. He had Green Arrow at number two, Green Lanterns at number three, Superman at number four, and Nightwing at number five. That sounds like he had a similar feelings maybe on Superman as us, that he had it a bit lower down than normal for him. So, yeah, the fact that he had
1: three things above it is, yeah. is shocking for him.
0: So that, that makes that makes some sense. You, you got your top five there, Connor.
1: Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll agree with Batman at one. That's that's just there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, two. I'll probably go with Green Lanterns. Three, All Star. Four, Nightwing. Five, Green Arrow.
0: Alright, I will be going also with Batman at number one, so we've got a unanimous pick this week. Again. I will go with also Green Lanterns at number two, but then I will go with Batwoman at number three, and then Green Arrow at number four, and Super Sons at number five.
1: It says a lot when neither of us had Superman in our top fives.
0: Yeah. It yeah. was a strong week. Even Nightwing didn't make my top five. Uh, which yeah. does say something. But there you go, that's uh, that's the top fives for the week. So, that leads me to tell you what's coming next week, and what is coming next week. We've got Action Comics 982, Batgirl number 12, Batman Beyond number 9, Blue Beetle 10, which we're not actually covering anymore. I really need to update my list, because I, I wrote this down when the solicits came out, and I hadn't dropped it yet. But uh, Detective Comics 959. we get Flash number 25, which is an anniversary issue that's longer. Hal Jordan, The Green Latin Core number 23. Justice League of America number 9, which again, we don't cover anymore, but it's coming out. Uh, Teen Titans number 9. Wonder Woman number 25, which is an anniversary issue and is longer. Uh, you also have Supergirl Being Super number 4. That's exciting. We've really liked that, uh, that book. Uh, so that's wrapping up next week. Uh, we have Batman the Shadow number 3. We also have, uh, not being covered, but coming out, we have the Hellblazer number 11 and Suicide Squad number 20. Plus, there's also another couple of those uh, DC uh, Looney Tunes mashups coming out, with uh, Batman Elmer Fudd and Jonah Hex, Yosemite Sam.
1: Speaking of the of Hellblazer. I could be wrong, but I think this is the final issue of this run. So I think Sealy takes over with twelve.
0: Which I believe at least you are checking out once. Oh then. definitely.
1: I also may do a, a read through of this whole run for next week and, and right. you know all eleven issues. If it is, I'll double check if it is the, the final issue and then maybe just give thoughts on it overall.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Uh so that's what's coming next week, so week four. Uh really excited about that uh, Supergirl being super because I've really liked that, and I'm excited uh, is to see it, how it wraps is up. Is it the last issue of that? Yeah. 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 So I'm um, I'm hoping that... Uh, it
1: goes you know, uh, John, we, we were saying how all the 25s were, you know, like the start and end of arcs. Mm-hmm. The Flash is a weird one, where technically it is the start of an arc, but because we just had those two issues, it doesn't really feel like it. It feels like they were part of it still. They just really wanted that to be officially the first part.
0: Yeah, maybe that's one where it just didn't line up very well, but I imagine it looks like a big issue, though, in the middle of the arc. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Because
1: like, they're relax. still technically calling it
0: part one, like and yeah. what we just
1: had was two parts, but it feels like it's still the same story.
0: It does, yeah. They're, they're maybe cheating a little bit with that one. No, um, yeah, obviously it's one. It's Rucker's last Wonder Woman.
1: Yeah, I'd be interesting to see what he sets up going forward, because we know he said he was going to, you know talk about you know going forward and what's what's going on for whatever he's leaving Hmm. but we don't really know much about it we know it's called perfect which i assume i mean i want to say it's to do with the the lasso obviously she lost that in the last issue issue before Uh, last one right but obviously that was
0: technically we found out in the last one that she'd lost it
1: yeah yeah but that was you know that's called the perfect when she said it early on Hmm. so i'd be interested to see if it's something to do with that
0: possibly um i'll almost be disappointed though if she gets it back that quickly
1: yeah i'm just looking at the cover she is holding it on the
0: cover i guess it's coming back to her pretty quickly then uh i mean it's not a big disappointment it's just i kind of like the idea of forcing her to not have it for a while to maybe get some story out of that but Fair yeah, enough.
1: it kind of feels like Ruckers maybe just putting the pieces back in in the, in the, putting the, the, the toys back in the box for, yeah, for as, what, as what's long, coming next.
0: As long as the next writers don't mess with the origin again. Just stick with what's been set up now. I think on. this is it for a while. I mean, to be fair
1: the new 52 one stuck as long as the new 52. Like uh, It's only when we come to this that said, now we're going to change it. True. I think this will stick until unless we have a major shift again for whatever reason. I think that's it now
0: you say that did you ever read any of the finch issues to actually check
1: i read one finch issue just as uh-huh. like it can't be that bad and then it, it was atrocious
0: ah uh, well all right well i guess that can I ask it, i'll just wrap it up the show then so thank you very much for listening and or watching we always appreciate it let us know in comments what you thought of this week's books vote on the patreon speaking of patreon go over to patreon.com slash tv uh of course the one dollar perk Does get you access to the weekly poll, but obviously the $5 perk gets you access to voting on what trades we cover on week fives, when there's a week five every couple of months. It also gets you access to some bonus comics content. Me and Matt did uh, the newest issue at Archer this week. Uh, We're planning on two things in the next week. We're planning on trying to fit in the first trade of Black Magic, which is Greg Ruck's book, uh, his independent book, with Nicholas Scott. Yeah, that that
1: comes back after like a year and a half's break next week, and... I'm honestly more excited for that than any DC book at the moment, because that is a phenomenal book. So if anyone's not reading it... Well, I've not read any of it, so week.
0: I'm looking forward to reading the first uh, trade of that. It's only five issues, so uh, we're looking to squeeze yeah. that in. We're also, me and Connor, are going to look at uh, doing the, the first issue of Gil Simone's new book that just launched this past week, uh, Crosswind. Uh, so that's on the cards. Yeah. So, yeah, so,
1: so bonus... I think, I think maybe we're looking at that that horror book as well, uh, Winnebago Graveyard.
0: Yeah, yeah we considered that, yeah. It's it's a question of yeah. squeezing things in at that point, but th- these are just some extra things you get if you're on the Patreon at the $5 tier. You get these bonus videos. Some written content, Connor writes about Star Wars books occasionally. Uh, yep. Kind of thing. Uh, I think
1: I'm going to get one up about Darth Vader issue 2, actually.
0: Oh, is it issue 2 already?
1: Uh, yeah, they they double-shipped it for the first no, month, at least. Fair but enough. But Marvel tends to do that with Star Wars books.
0: Fair Fair enough, so... Uh, that's what's coming up on Patreon for the comics fans. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff for our other shows, our movie shows, and all that kind of thing. Uh, but that is us. So like, subscribe, five star rating on the iTunes, or uh, like is on the SoundCloud, wherever it is you're getting your podcast from. Uh, but we appreciate it either way. Uh, get us on Twitter at mail underscore fudge for channel updates. Connor Ryan ninety four for his Twitter at wibble eighty nine for my Twitter. Uh, but that is us, so once again thank you very much for watching our listening, it means a lot to us keep reading DC Comics, we'll see you next time and always remember, never get lost in the Speed Force